In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 5% off your first purchase with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for 5% off your first purchase. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. bad it's good with ryan bailey i'm ryan bailey we're hey i'm just joking folks my voice feels good it feels strong this might be the most important podcast i've ever done in my life the last 24 hours since the dinner party from hell part two of real housewives of beverly hills first aired like i said 24 hours ago i think i've watched this five times now and i let it absorb I, i played it throughout the entire my entire sleep last night, I just let it wash over me, and I had some of the worst nightmares about Lisa Renna and her wide mouth on a bell. Um, but folks, 
I, you know, I, I seriously, it took me hours and hours to take notes on this because it it was so much. There were so many details and I wanted to make sure I got everything. So are you guys okay? This is going to be a long one. We're going to be here for a minute and it's, it's, um, it's okay. We're going to have fun together. We're going to break. We're going to figure out by the end of this, if Erica's guilty or not, I promise you that. I mean, not the end of this episode, but the end of the season, uh, look at me, look at my life to me, to me, look at me. <laughs> Holy shit, folks. Holy shit. I don't know if reality shows can win Oscars, but if they can, this is going to be right up there. I think this and I think the Aretha Franklin movie that with Jennifer Hudson will be up for it. Uh, Dinner from Hell Part 2, uh, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, and uh, some other movies that will probably come out later. But um, the importance of these episodes, and it, it, it's so much, it really, like, I, I stress out about this because I really, I have so many thoughts and I want to make sure I can get them all down. And I want to make sure I can get a complete show for you with laughs and silliness and 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 maybe some some thoughts about what really is going on with why Lisa Rinna looks the way she does. Is that weird or not? What the hell? Is this like Frank and Rinna? Like, what are we... And by the way, where is she? Is she down in her basement dungeon to get these clothing out? Like, I don't believe that's her outfit. I believe that's some gentleman's outfit that Harry's buried in his secret garden back... I mean, there's just no way that Lisa's like, uh... Ha ha! Yeah! Give me that blue suit that I can't fit in at all! Do my hair up real big like Joe Dirt! Ha ha ha! Oh, folks, did I even mention uh, in my further attempt to be the carrot top of podcasting, we have a very special guest with us today. Special guest, do you want to reveal yourself? Yeah, we got her. This is the bell from Kathy Hilton's house. This is Deborah. Say hi, Deborah. Uh, Deborah, okay, make a lot of noise if it was so upsetting when Lisa Rinna uh, put her bony hands all over you. Oh, I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. But seriously, I do have a bell, and uh, I can see. I can see where it's. It's kind of like. Uh, did you Did you notice with the bell there was a kind of a, um, like a golem ring, Lord of the Rings thing of like precious. I need the bell. <laughs> she just. Ca- I mean, at some point. I mean, if I, like a man, never, ever, ever lays a hand on a woman. But another woman can lay hands on a woman. And how has she not been the shit shaken out of her by somebody? Like, my God. That's the other thing, too. We've got to break up this friend group. It's not fair. It's not funny. It's not cute. It's done. It's well. This Fox Force 5 is Fox Force bullshit. I'll tell you that much. We've got to break this shit up because people aren't thinking straight all of a sudden. People are not thinking straight. When you got Dorit being the only one of Fox Force 5 that's actually asking questions. And by the way... The fifth time I just watched this, I realized what a sniper from the side Kyle Richards always been. And I know against, um, you know, people judging me against this, I've been a huge Kyle Richards fan. And in that last scene, you guys, is one of the darkest scenes I've ever seen in a reality show. And I'll, and I'll take you through that. But I only saw it the fifth time through. When you're really looking for detail work, I noticed how slippery what she did was. And we'll we'll get to that. We got so much to cover, you guys. And by the way, yes, I realize Vanderpump Rules Season 9 trailer premiered today. 
I woke up late and I woke up to that trailer and it looks really fun. We'll do a full breakdown on Monday. We're not here to do Vanderpump Rules. We're here to do Real Housewives of Beverly Hills, but just know I have seen it. I am I am aware of it. And the other thing I want, I'm aware of and, and I want to, uh, I, I didn't get to put this in last night, but I want to say I want to dedicate this podcast uh, today and all the passion I put into it and all the laughter, all of it, I want to dedicate to Greg Leakes, who unfortunately passed away at a very early age. Nene Leakes' husband from Real Housewives of Atlanta. He was uh, seemed like a very beautiful soul. Um, and, and rest in peace, Greg. I hope they don't have podcasts where you are. I hope we're in a podcast-free heaven at some point. Um, but it, it's tragic because when the good—I mean, it's tragic any death. But, but when you have a seem like a good-hearted person that genuinely loved uh, Nene Leakes, it's very sad. So I want to do this in memory of Greg. Uh, Greg's like, I really—please, I don't need that. <laughs> Please do not put my name anywhere near this. Okay, Greg, we'll do it. We'll do it. Bell, do you have— Bell wants to dedicate to Greg as well. Uh, some quick podcasting business. Uh, and by the way, I get the Bell's annoying. And the Bell was annoying as F last night, but it, it really adds to the flavor. I want you guys, I want I want to feel like a radio play. I want to really take you through this. Uh, and this is what my acting training really has led me up to. I think this is this is the one I'll be remembered by. So uh, as always, I have tons of beverages laid out in front of me. Uh, I'm ready for anything. Uh, I've got, let's just, I've got a, a nitro cold brew with a little French uh, sugar-free for my health, uh, vanilla creamer. I've got a wild cherry signature select sparkling water. I've got a nice uh, cup of Fernet Branca. It's an Italian di- digestif. And then I've got a truly blueberry and asahi hard seltzer. And then I've got a water. So those are the beverages. If you guys want to play at home, you get those beverages out and just kind of drink along with me. Uh, And also, the last thing. Thank you, God. Man, so many... I got another, like, so many nice reviews. Uh, I've been told. I don't... I try not to read them, but I saw the number went up. And that's awesome. If you do love this podcast or like it or even just appreciate the effort, uh, like, uh, you know, my high school teachers did, please just rate it five stars. And uh, that's awesome because it really does help. Um, And uh, if you want more episodes of the Patreon, I've been slacking on there lately. Hi, baddies. I'm so sorry. I get, you know, it's been wild. Um, And uh, I want to thank... Uh, Sandra, who's been doing my booking and who's doing amazing, and we got so many wins this week in terms of booking. Uh, and I hope you guys love the the episodes this week. Of course, we had Sophie Ross, we had the two ladies from Sinisterhood on Wednesday uh, or on Thursday. I'm sorry, today that were amazing. We had Bryce Sander from Entertainment Tonight, uh, amazing as well. And uh, who's who's the one I'm forgetting that I God I always it's it, oh and Jamie Stein. The Intuitive and Empath from Deep Dive with Jamie Stein. If you haven't listened to that one, especially because we went so into Erica Jane, and he had so many great points, and I was just, when I was watching this episode, I was like, I wonder what Jamie thinks of this, because it was such a character study. There were so many really amazing moments that, as an actor, I was like, just like, you, you really saw, not humanity in a good sense, but you saw people's motivations, and you saw people's fear, and anger, and sadness, and I, I was wondering what he was thinking, but thank you to all of those guests. We have so many great guests coming up. Um, if you like this podcast, not, not only rate and review, but tell a friend. Like, these things really do uh, get passed around. That's the way to do it, and uh, this is what I'm trying to do for a living, so... 
Awesome. That's it. That's all the business. Oh, yeah. No, no. Uh, thanks. And thank to Meditza, Meditza Lopez, who is my graphic designer for all the show images and just kind of my personal confidant that I talk to every day. And Megan Rooney, who also is uh, somebody I talk to every day and was on the podcast this week as well with the Tom Girardi estate sale. Uh, she, uh, We get into a lot of trouble uh, reality show-wise together. So thank you to my team, uh, a little team that's small but growing. And of course, thank you guys I include you in on all of that. And by the way, the Buca de Beppo party, we are moving forward with COVID restrictions. And I did get Ariana Maddox from Vanderpump Rules has committed to appearing at the Buca, the Buca Con. 2021. BucaCon 2021 is on. We are just waiting for some final things with COVID restrictions. But Ariana is scheduled to appear and there will be merch. BucaCon 2021 will have merch. So uh, very excited about that as well. More details to come as always. Okay. Now this is something that I I always do. Uh, I, I put a little space in of like, Ryan, play a clip here and then I'll go five, four, three, two, one, and then I'll forget to play the clip. And a lot of people find that really funny. And I think a lot of people might think I'm doing that on purpose, but no, I'm not. I'm just genuinely forget. And then you hear that. And it's actually not a comic bit unless you think my laziness and forgetfulness is a comic bit. Um, but I meant to put in this clip last week. Uh, Bravo does this thing. It, I, I still, I know it's cut for time, but I don't understand why they release it. And then like Queens by Bravo, Queens of Bravo, I think is the account and Love Andy C is another account. They, they get a hold of these clips. I, I guess Bravo just throws them to them for some reason and they put them out and they're always fascinating in terms of the Real Housewives of Beverly Hills ones especially are so good and they add so much more context and what have we always said about reality shows you need the context to really make sense of a lot of this because a lot of this is done in editing now I do believe the camera will always pick up on who an actual person is in terms of if they're lying or telling the truth just by what some weird alchemy the camera has the magic to do that but the editing is where the context comes in. They can cut a scene and it can make it too, totally different, or they can add to something, they can cut away, they can add audio in a certain uh, scene, and it'll change the whole feel or vibe of the scene. Now, this was cut, and I think this gives context to Sutton's entire argument of why she was worried, why she was worried about Erica. This, to me, made so much sense, and I thought it made her story so much deeper, which it doesn't need. I can see why it's cut. You still get it. But at the same time, the show, in a lot of ways, is leaving Sutton out to dry. She is kind of this lone, um, almost like uh, kamikaze pilot in a way that is just kind of throwing herself on this fire, the fire being Erica, and asking the questions that we all want to know. And she is taking the brunt of all you know, like Dorit says, the jab, jab, I've been jabbed by Garcelle, jab, 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 jab. She's taking the jabs of all of these ladies. And I think that's unfair. So I want to play this cut scene from two weeks ago, Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Hopefully this will give you guys a little bit more context. I know what it's like to go through a divorce. You know, I was in a position where I wasn't getting money. My attorney said to me, you need to have someone ready to give you money if you need it. Okay. Yeah. What does that mean? Give you money? So what does it give you money? Well, well, if you've got no money coming in to help you, actually need like a loan. In case I, in, in case I needed, needed cash. Oh, yeah. someone. It didn't yeah. get no, that bad for me. Right. But right. I offered that to Erica. 
I offered Erica a loan while going through the divorce. Like if you need anything financially, I've got your back. And if you have a fall, you've got a mattress to land on. But I think she said, thank you. That was it. I asked her, how did you get money to get out? And she said, I can't talk about that right now. Oh. Oh. I'm going to take a sip of wine on that one. I think if Erica had said yes, like I need $20 million, that is not funny. But it would have put me in a really bad jam. Now, don't you think that would have been an amazing scene to have in the show? Don't you think that would have made a lot of sense? Like, usually the cut scenes are like, hey, Leah farted during a scene, LOL. The Beverly Hills cut scenes are so damn good. Like, go search these out, you guys. I think Queens of Queens by Bravo or Queens of Bravo and uh, Twitter, and I think they're on Instagram as well. But they get the cut scenes, like I said, but they are so good on Beverly Hills. You're like, they are sitting potentially on a gold mine. So what I was thinking, we get a group of us, we go break in to Bravo headquarters and we just snatch all this shit and we start editing the show ourselves. Because here's the, I, I, I will never understand TV shows in a sense where like, I know you sell ads and stuff and you got an hour, but like, fuck it. We're on cable. We all are like streaming anyways. Like why not make the show an hour and 38 minutes? Who cares? Why are we strong? Like Kanye doesn't even keep his albums at a certain length or like, let's just, let's do it for arts for arts sakes. Like it's not like just some casual viewers popping in. We are hardcore fanatics. I'll pay an extra five bucks an episode to see all the cut shit edited in. Give me everything. Unless unless the point is you're trying to tell a specific story and you want to leave out facts because you want us to think a certain thing, then that's a different story as well. You know what I'm saying? But let us know. Like, are you trying to make somebody look bad? Are you trying to make somebody look good? I am very untrusting of people, and that untrust comes from reality shows and probably my divorce, but um, but mainly reality shows. You know what I'm saying? Like, that, it really makes me untrusting when you see scenes like this and you're like, why wouldn't you do this? Like, why wouldn't you? This seems like a key plot point. So anyways, I've been meaning to put that in to so many episodes, and I'm glad we finally did it. So there it is. And now we can move on. So for the faint of heart, for the new to the podcast, this is how this works. You guys have heard this before. Uh, pardon me. So how this works, you're going to be annoyed with me at first. I get that. I totally get it. Uh, and also, if you don't like stupid voices that don't sound anything like the character itself, uh, go listen to the other ones I've done this week with just straight interviews. Um, and, and I think that'll that'll suit your, your itch and all that stuff. But I am here to have balls to the walls fun. I'm here to knock us off our coal mining asses. And I'm going to be silly and I'm going to be stupid. And it's not going to make a lot of sense. But uh, my goal is to make myself laugh, and hopefully you guys are going to laugh along the way. We got a long three-day weekend, so let's, I mean, let's really, let's go out with gusto. Let's leave it all on the dance floor tonight, uh, because uh, we've just got a great episode to talk about. I really am so passionate about that. So, uh, just so you know, for the new to us, uh, Dorit is Dorit3PO, C3PO from Star Wars, so she goes a lot like, I am a child of the world! Beep boop pop beep boop 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 and I did that for somebody new this week, and they were like, that doesn't sound like Dorit. I'm like, I know, she's a robot. Have you not seen Star Wars? It's like, Master Luke, Master Luke, ah, Darth Vader's behind us. And it's kind of like, ah, PK wants to have sex with me, ah. And PK is like, hey, how you doing, Dorit? Oh, I'll put my bits in your bits, you know. <laughs> That's Dorit. Um, so Rinna, 
Of course, it's just, <laughs> I said, that's money, honey. Woo. Oh, <laughs> Kathy Hilton, baby. That's real money. And then she goes, <laughs> I still don't have a Kyle, and that really makes me sad. But I guess Kyle, uh, you can't see this, but I'm doing a backstabbing motion. That's my Kyle. Uh, Kathy, of course, is a lower rail. <laughs> you know, I love throwing dinner parties. <laughs> I love throwing dinner parties. Garcelle's a lot like that, too, but she's, uh, there's not a lot of joy in it. She's kind of like, I didn't say that, and you take that back now, Dorit. You dirty slut. I did not say that at all. How dare you? Like, Garcelle is a straight shooter. Almost too much of a straight shooter. I will say when she tried to uh, touch Erica's face at the end of this, I was even a little like, ooh. Because I just know, like, there's always a rule. Just don't touch my face. I mean, unless we're in a romantic scenario and I just don't really see that happening. But you know what? Like a, a face touch, you got to be really close to somebody for a face touch. Like what? You know, it's like what? It's, it's weird. You know, don't touch somebody's face. I mean, you know, and if you're going to touch Erica's face, push it. Give it a light, nice little palm. Like push it, Garcelle. Um, so that's my Garcelle. I'm trying to think who am I leaving? Oh, Sutton. Uh-huh. My lady Sutton. I say, I say, I'm the only one calling out what's going on. Your ugly leather pants. It's gotten more intense as the weeks go on because she's getting more emboldened. She, you know, she's found her voice from her divorce. We has her house, her Bentley, her store, and she is finding her voice of like, ah, I run two minor league baseball teams and a ballet company. And if they saw me just putting up with Erica Jane's hoo-ha nonsense with her duty finger, no thank you. Sutton always is a straight shooter, a top-notch hustler. With real money. Um, I kind of thought of Sutton, and I wanted to try this out. I thought of Sutton a lot like, this might not work at all. So we're just going to try this out, see how far we can go with it. But I thought, I had this brain fart this week. Uh, Maybe it was an aneurysm where I thought of her as Samuel L. Jackson from Pulp Fiction. Remember, you know, with like, you know, that's a good, that's a big kahuna burger. Anyways, that beginning scene where he gives that big monologue, for some reason, all of a sudden I was like, that's Sutton. So I'm going to do the Pulp Fiction Jules Winfield monologue uh, written by Quentin Tarantino, performed by Samuel L. Jackson. And let's see how Sutton would do it. Okay, so here we go. Never done this before. Here's a passage I got memorized. Ezekiel 2517. The path of the righteous, I say, I say, man, is beset on all sides by the inequalities of the selfish, I say, I say, and the tyranny of evil man. Blessed is he who, in the name of charity and goodwill, shepherds the weak through the valley of the darkness, for he is truly his brother's keeper, I say, I say, and the finder of lost children, and I will strike down upon thee with great vengeance and furious anger those who attempt to poison and destroy my brothers. And you will know, I say, I say, I am the Lord when I lay my vengeance upon you. Now, I've been saying that shit for years. And if you ever heard it, I say, I say, that meant your ass. You'd be dead right now. I never gave much thought to what it meant. I just thought it was a cold-blooded thing to say, I say, I say, to a motherfucker before I popped a cap in his ass. But I saw some shit this morning that made me think twice. See, now I'm thinking, I say, I say, maybe it means you're the evil man. 
and I'm the righteous man. And Mr. Nine Millimeter here, he's the shepherd protecting my righteous ass in the valley of darkness. Or it could mean, I say, I say, you're the righteous man and I'm the shepherd and it's the world that's evil and selfish. And I, I like that. But that shit, uh, that ain't the truth. The truth is, I say, I say, you're the weak. And I'm the tyranny of evil men, I say, I say. But I'm trying, Ringo. I'm trying real hard to be the shepherd. Thank you. Thank you. That uh, that possibly didn't work. But that is my Sutton. And I do feel the Sutton is getting more intense just because she really, truly is finding her voice. I am so proud of Sutton. And I guess, you know, you could say, well, she's rich. What does she have to lose? You can lose a lot. Remember, that's the whole thesis of why Erica is so defensive, why she is a caged animal in a corner going, look at me. Look at my life. Don't even look at me. Why is everybody doing this to poor old Erica Jane? And that's, of course, Erica. And if you want to play along at home, you just pinch your nose uh, and uh, just talk bullshit. Uh, so we start off the episode. It says, this season on Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. And these usually give us a clue into what we're going to be seeing in this episode. So we have the scene of Kyle uh, letting Sutton rent her house, remember? Um, so Sutton's like, so Kyle, just let me live here. I'll say, I'll say, and I'll pay rent. And then we have a scene with uh, Dorit going, Garcelle is just making little jabs at me. Jab, jab, jab. You know, when uh, Dorit thought she did something last episode of like, Garcelle, can I talk to you in front of this table full of ladies? I do not like the jabs. And Garcelle was just an unmoving force. Uh, then we have a scene with Sutton where she's like, Oh, I'm here on the stores, and they do not add up, I say, I say. And then, of course, Kyle, being the backstabber that she is, telling Erica Jane, well, Sutton, she just wants the world to be perfect. And then Erica Jane, at that party, we have a scene of going, Miss Small Town, don't take your bullshit out on me. And that's really, and if you uh, listen to last week's podcast, that was when we um, we met MC EJ, was like, Mac, one, two, check, Mac. One, two, check. Yo, don't take your bullshit out on me. I'm not accused of a felony. My husband was Tom Girardi. That's who you should win. Uh, <laughs> that's who you should focus on and not me. Thank you so much. Those are four bars. And if you don't like it, you can see Santa Claus. Um, and then we have Kyle. So Kyle tells Erica Jane that. And then we get the intros, the dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun with the music. And um, the one I want to focus on this week, too, is just Crystal. Now, Crystal had what I potentially think is a very bad episode. Now, remember, part of why we like these shows is to dislike these people. And and I can already hear somebody saying, are you mansplaining to me? No, I, I guess, sorry. I'm saying I'm using the royal, we like, I'm include like, the reason why I like these shows is to dislike these people. And I, I've heard a lot of you think the same thing. So um, I got to say, Crystal didn't have a great episode. But I think she has potential to be a great housewife. Because remember, it doesn't mean we like somebody that makes somebody a great housewife. Sometimes you can annoy the piss out of me. And I understand why somebody would think they're a good housewife. Also, the Real Housewife All-Stars 
cast photo, it just shows you what a dude I am where I don't give a shit. Like, was that a big deal? Like, they all were standing in a line with pretty dresses on? Like, yeah, okay, there's, there's, uh, there they all are. <laughs> there's Kyle. You know, there, there they are. Like, or, I mean, I don't get it. Like, just do girls and, 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 and guys that appreciate fashion, do they look at that and go like, fuck yeah, man. Look at how they're standing. It's like the Avengers, man. I just, to me, I'm just like, okay, you could have inserted any picture there. And I would have thought it was like the cast photo of Real Housewives All-Stars. Anyways, I don't want to get distracted. So Crystal's line in the opening is Hollywood is full of pretenders. And I slay them all. And what uh, the Crystal thing, I've really liked Crystal for a lot. But remember, Crystal is somebody that is now used to living a wealthy lifestyle. She has two beautiful kids, an awesome husband. But she is somebody, like we saw last week, throws three parties a week at her house. She is used to her job as a wife, a caretaker, a mother, somebody that keeps her husband's life in some sort of orbit orbit. Like I'm sure she's in charge of all the Christmas gifts or holiday gifts. He has to give out to all of the business colleagues, but the judgment that there's a judgmental, uh, side of crystal that makes her a good housewife, but also made her annoying as shit to me this episode. And I not going to treat crystal with kid gloves. I mean, like I really, really like crystal, but there were certain elements of conversations in this episode where I thought she came off very poorly and just very of like, yo girl, come down to earth. You are in, you really do not believe your shit stinks at all. You do not have, seems like a healthy, um, perception of yourself in certain areas. But at the same time, remember that does make a good housewife. So I wanted to bring that up right here. I don't think Crystal had a great episode. So uh, you guys might want to fight me on that, but that is just my opinion. And remember, we can all have our own opinions. We all do not have to agree. We all can agree that I have the right opinion, but everybody is welcome to their own. Uh, and I'll show you how to start a podcast if you need to. And then, of course, we always end with Erica. I think this production gave her like this bone of like, yo, we'll let you have the last uh, the last thing in the opening where she's like, diamonds aren't the strongest substance. I am. <laughs> Girl, you better give back all your diamonds. No, no, those aren't even yours anymore. Like shit, like literally blood diamonds. Like she like... Cubic zirconias on the most. <laughs> I only have cubic zirconias, so we will say that is the most powerful substance on earth. <laughs> okay, so we we start the show, you guys, and already it is already I'm like fully in. I'm so it's like I'm I'm my nipples are hard, like they can cut glass. I'm not I'm eroticized by the, yeah. Don't be gross. We can feel things when we watch these things, and we open up and there's a shot of Dorit's house. <laughs> I think Dorit's a little, I think it's like a, isn't it one of those houses that they show and like, I think they live in the model home. Like I honestly, they, and there's a good chance people don't even know they live in the model home. They're like, he's like, hey babe, get out. They're looking at the home, act like we're not here. Get into the crawl space under the wolf. Um, so we open on Dorit's house. We go inside the house and of course, 
we see some like things and they there's a full shot of a framed photo of little jagger a little jagger little jaggaloo looking precious in a framed photo beep boop 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 boop, boop. and dorit goes i am so excited ah! and her assistant says big fitting day her assistant's name is ashley and uh she goes baba the dress came and then uh um <laughs> then he comes, PK, PK Bieber comes out. He's dressed like Justin Bieber. He's dressed like, hip hop, you don't stop, huh? You know, Believe was a great album for me. Um, he comes out just dressed very like hip hop. And he's like, okay, all right, let me sit down. And you could do a little fashion show for PK. And uh, Dorit goes, I hope they're as beautiful. I think they're going to be. Remember, Dorit is in the wedding dress business now. And PK goes, they will be, honey. Go try them on. Yeah, go di- put your bits in. Hey, squeeze your bits into that wedding dress. Let's go. Chop, chop. Time is money. Want to see the boobs in the dress. And she goes, I feel like I've put my mind to everything I've done. Remember, I've done swimwear, beep, boop, 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 athleisure, and of course, Beverly Beach. And we're cutting back. Um, we're doing like little flashbacks of all these little memories. And it's so sad because I'm like, oh, I've been on this journey with Dorit all of this time. Like, I remember watching Beverly Beach and not caring. I remember watching her athleisure and not caring. And, uh, and she goes, and a bride, they will have this memory forever. And then she goes, unless you're in Hollywood. <laughs> beep, boop, 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 boop. And then it's maybe a couple of years and then the next memory. And then she laughs. She goes, <laughs> almost like a Lisa Rinna laugh. And I, I was just saying that sometimes robots will imitate people they're around. And I almost felt like that could have been an imitation of some sort. But also, I have a challenge to anybody listening. Do we know I need to interview somebody that's been married in a Dorit dress of like, does anybody, and also do you, I mean, who, I don't know enough about wedding dresses. Like, is this a good wedding dress thing? Are people out there of like, I need to get married in a door. If I ever get married again, I will make my bride or myself. I will wear a Dorit, a Dorit Kemsley wedding dress. Cause I feel like Dorit would like, Send you a video message of like, I'd like to see how it fits. It's me, Dorit. I put that together myself. Uh, would you like to see PK? Like, I feel like something should come with the wedding dress if you get it from Dorit, you know? And then PK, you know, is like downtown LA and like dark alleys. Like, hey, I got some Dorit wedding dresses that fell off a truck. Wink, wink. If you give me a hundred dollars, I'll give you a dress. <laughs> it's a hard knock life for us. It's a hard knock life. <laughs> oh, somebody, I already said that, but somebody put in a review. I like when Ryan makes fun of Lisa Rinna's laugh, but when he laughs at himself, he's just as annoying as Lisa Rinna. And I appreciate, I actually did appreciate that comment. I was like, okay, yeah. And maybe that's why I hit so hard at Rinna because I, I have self-loathing. Who knows? Um, so Dorit's like super pumped about wedding dresses and she comes out in the first one and PK goes, oh, wow. Let's yeah, Okay. Turn around. And <laughs> Dorit is up. She goes, Ba-boom! Ba-boom! Ba-boom, ba-boom! And her little robot hips are shaking, and PK is just staring through her like he's, like, hungover. And she goes, hey! 
She literally goes, hey, out of nowhere. And he goes, oh, honey. Oh, that's off the, he goes, that's off the chain, honey. Like that, he goes, that's off the chain. Because remember, he's in a hip-hop outfit. So I was like, what else? He's like, hey, drop it like it's hot, honey, huh? Hey, get down with it, huh? Huh? What's up, homie? Oh. And uh, he goes, oh, I've had a brilliant idea of naming that dress you got on right now. Let's call it the Pearl. And she's like, what? What are you talking about? And he goes, which ocean, which ocean is uh, you? the pearl come out of, you know, Fiji? And then he goes, come on, baby. This is a creative process I'm trying to engage with you on. And she goes, let's just call it the pearl. And she, he goes, oh, you mean the thing I just told you to call it? <laughs> and she goes, PK wants to be involved with everything. And then we get a flashback of when she wanted to call Beverly Beach Nava. And he goes, oh, lucky. But what if we ignored that completely and called it Beverly Beach? And she goes, and I have to say, even though I don't agree at first, beep, bop, boop, 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 beep, boop, 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 at first, you've got to admit he's kind of a visionary. Is he? Like, do we have to? We don't have to admit that. At, like, I literally... I'll bet you in it. I do not have to admit that. Like, there's no admitting of that. And Dorit, like, PK didn't have anything to do with Buca de Beppo. That's all you, babe. And it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Hey, Dorit, if you're listening, that is your true claim to fame. I I love it that you do little things with fabric and stuff like that. But Buca de Beppo, the, the, the Capri room, is so beautiful. What you were able to do with an $100 budget at a Party City USA budget like that. It's so special in there. And that's that's you. PK didn't get involved in that at all. That's all you. So that is what, don't worry about this shit, you know? And so now PK is doing this little bit where he's like naming all the dresses. So she's trying them on and he's like, oh, that's called the moment. Gorgeous. And then she comes back on another one. And she's like, it's Italian glamour. And then they both say, she, uh, Dorit goes, Sophia Loren. And at the same time, PK goes, Sophia Loren. And then <laughs> Dorit goes, how often does that happen? Jinx, you owe me a soda. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And then she comes out another one. He goes, oh, no, no, this is the same one. He goes, the actress. And by the way, if that's how we're naming fucking things, I could do, you go, let's call this one white dress, huh? <laughs> let's call this one poofy skirt. Let's call this one gigantic knockers. <laughs> um, and then he goes, who do I invoice for all these names? But like, I know it was perceived as a joke, but I honestly think he's like, I need money. I have a gambling problem. Please, could I get in? Could I invoice somebody? Um, and then in a talking head, Dorit goes, I know a lot of people say, be quiet, PK. That's Dorit's project. But I don't see it that way. <laughs> I love that she says that we, like, who says that? Like, I mean, does she pay attention to us? Like, who is, like, I love all these potential people pulling Dorit aside and going, yo, you know what, like, don't, your husband is just over talking. Oh, let me tell you about over talking. I over talk with the ladies. PK is put in his place. Boop, 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 boop. And uh, so then they sit down after the wedding dress. And 
they're talking about like uh, renewing their vows potentially, and Dorit's like, I don't think that's a good idea, and he's like, Come on, baby, it's a good idea. It would never end on marriage. What ends your marriage is when you argue and fight or do things not suited to a marriage, you know, like cheating. And Dorit goes, I'm thinking of Erica. Tom cheated on her with all those women. And Dorit goes, oh, uh, sorry, and PK goes, oh, God, I tell you, he's a bad guy. There's no way else to say it. You know, uh, and Dorit goes, Erica is not one to air dirty laundry. You know, and I can't say I pick up the phone to Kyle and air my dirty laundry. And PK goes, you don't share anything. I'm a sharer. I like when he's like, you're a fucking iron bolt. You're so cold, inherently cold, Dorit. Dorit in her talking head says, let this be a lesson to Garcelle. I don't talk too much because my overbearing husband said so. Dorit says, it's not like just close friends, PK. You don't just talk to close friends. If someone calls you out of the blue, you will share the most intimate details. And he goes, no, I don't. And she goes, yes, you do. And then he goes, okay. And then she goes, okay, my love, I want to get out of this dress. And he goes, I love that dress. And she goes, don't do it, PK. And I was like, don't do what? Like, did he just pop a boner or something? And then he goes, we need to play dress up one night. Let's play a little game of hide the little PK up your wedding dress. And she goes, you're going to make me blush, bub. I was like, you're going to make me throw up, bub. Um, can you imagine that? He's like, oh, let me get onto that dress. Let's play a game of fish and tackle, huh? Let's play a game of get. <laughs> it's Hide the worm, huh? Hey, hey, hey. Oi, oi, oi. <laughs> Let's play a game of hide the little PK up your bum. <laughs> um, so we're in a new scene, and we're at Sutton's new house. It's uh they immediately put the price tag up. It says $5.35 million. It's move on day, move in day, and uh <clears throat> Kyle pulls up in her car. Sutton pulls up right behind her in her new Bentley. And she goes, do you love your new car, Sutton? She goes, I love it so much, I say, I say. And she goes, the car is very sexy and pretty like a mama. She literally said, she goes, the car is very sexy and pretty like a mama. Like mama. It's M-U-M-A-H. Mama. Her mama. You are very. I got to tell you, I don't. I said this about Kathy the other I. I think I might be attracted to Sutton. Like, you know what I'm like? I like. Am I losing my mind? Like, I think I'm like. I'm, I I think I really like Sutton. Sutton, I love you. If you're listening, I love I love you. I think we could do we could make something work. Could you imagine if all of a sudden I pop up on screen and I'm like, "What do you do?" Like, I'm the anti Mauricio, where I'm just always just watching reality shows and they just kind of and you you think I'm like just like a. Anyways, and it, I, I'm, I digress. So they go into the house. It's 6,000 square feet. She goes, ah, oh, we got, she goes, we got all new floors. I say, I say, we got all, we ripped out all this electrical. It doesn't look great, you guys. It does not. And Kyle goes, huh, we're sure making a lot of money off you from collecting rent from our house. And uh, Sutton goes, you know, after my divorce, I was a shell of a person, I say, I say. But I ended up at the finish line with a new Bentley and a house and new friends and living my best life, I say, I say. Um, 
which is like I left my divorce with like a Corolla and like I had a little storage locker with a lot of my old Navy clothes and knickknacks, a lot of stupid shit. I had a lot of Batman action figures, stuff like that. Um, She brings us up to her closet and there's a little closet uh, that looks out. uh, There's a window in her closet that looks out and she goes, this is where I'm going to start my day. I'm just going to look out, look out over there and you know, just kind of st- uh, get mentally prepared for my day. You know, this is very symbolic, she says. And I was just like, I love, like, who's that little lady in the window? It's like, that's Sutton. She, uh, that's our neighbor. She just starts her day out there. Don't be scared, Timmy. So uh, we're outside in the back, and they're sitting on this, like, little some cement area. And Kyle lets us know her and Mauricio are celebrating their 25th year anniversary. And she goes, what is he doing for you? And she goes, well, I think we're going to get the kids out of the house. And she's like, he better get those kids out. of. He better run those kids out of the house. And Kyle goes, how are you feeling after Rena's launch party? Which I love. This is the biggest housewife trope of them all. And it's getting worse as the years go on because it's always something of like, you'll see this multiple times this episode where the one person in the scene asks how they felt about a scene that we already saw. So it's a... Uh, how are you feeling after Rena's launch party? Or later, Krista goes, how are you feeling after the dinner from uh, Kyle's last month? So they always ask that to start the conversation. So Sutton goes, well, I've been <laughs> I've been using kid gloves with Erica. I found out, but when I saw that dang doo-doo nail pointing in my face, and you guys, I literally lost my shit. I was like, doo-doo nail? She, Erica Jane's got a shit nail, you guys. We've got a DNA test her shit nail. That could belong to the orphans and widows. Um, but just imagine, like, it's so, it's so, what a beautiful turn of phrase. A dang doo-doo nail. You got a dang doo-doo nail on you, don't you, girl? Don't you point that dang doo-doo nail at me. In fact, this weekend, you guys, if anybody points at you, go, don't you dare point your dang doo-doo nail at me. It, it's just so, and then now I just pictured every time seeing Erica this, I was like, I wonder if her nails are clean. Like, is that her dang doo-doo nail she's using right now? And Kyle laughs because Kyle at heart, I'm realizing is just a shit talker. She doesn't matter which side she loves for other people to make fun of. She just doesn't usually like to do it herself. She likes to let other people do it and she gets a laugh at it, but she loves it. And we all are like that, or we have friends like that. And Sutton goes, and calling me Miss Small Town. Because remember, when Erica was like, Miss Small Town, I'm going to fuck you, bitch. And there's a flashback where Erica's going, yeah, you and I, I'm going to deal with you on a different level, Miss Small Town. So what about my motherfucking reputation? One, two, one, two, reputation. What's your situation? How about some salutations with a refrigeration? I'm going to... <laughs> so, Sutton goes, I realize now she's not as fragile when she's calling me Miss Small Town. And I'm like, that's going to make me angry, Kyle. And in a talking head, um, Sutton goes, I thought we were bonding in a bigger way. And there's a flashback to Sutton telling Erica, I think I've got a little pretty mess inside of me as well. And just all of the little friendship moments we had. But remember, those friendship moments were based kind of around money in the sense that Erica is only friends with people that have money. So it's like, keep your friends close, keep rich people closer. I think that's kind of her motto. So 
Eric goes, I feel so betrayed. Uh, sorry, Sutton goes, I feel so betrayed. I'm ready for a hard coke, hardcore combo, I say, I say, with her, because I'm not buying it. And we get a talking head, and this is such an interesting... We get the first scene uh, in, of Sutton in a red outfit with her blonde mane. It's very Handmaid's Tale mixed with Game of Thrones. Do you notice? Like, I almost felt like she was like should have worn like a leaf crown of some sort. And she goes, I don't know, you know, I don't think, I don't think Erica knew everything I say, I say that was going on in that law office, but I do think Tom told her gigs up, toots, take care of yourself, it's been a nice ride, I say, I say. And uh, she said, no one has said, oh, she goes, you know, she lied, and when she lied, that was a red flag for old Sutton. And uh, she goes, I don't like people who lie to me, you know, because he said that Tom broke his ankle. And then it said he had a head injury. That's a lie right there. That's an untruth. And there's a flashback to Erica and Kyle from years ago where Erica's going like, and then I was dealing with the biggest baby ever when he broke his old foot. Uh. And then we go to a flashback of recently uh, Kyle's Palm Springs La Quinta mansion where she's like, and then we'll tell you what, he was unconscious for 12 hours. I found him and little baby birds were eating all over that man. They ate his whole ear. It was crazy. 12 whole hours. I timed it, even though I didn't know when the 12 hours started, but I could see where the sun was setting on that poor man's melanoma spots. And uh, the producer asked Sutton, uh, do you understand? Do you understand why? Oh, no. So sorry. Producer with Kyle and a talking head goes, do you understand why she kept that from you so long? And Kyle goes, I I think Erica, you know, doesn't trust a lot of people. And when you're married to a lawyer like that, you know, he probably told her, be careful what you share and what you do and things can be used against you. No shit, Kyle. This is the whole fucking point right here is that he did tell her all this shit and guess what he told her in the last year shut your fucking mouth this is the way we're going like kyle says it right here in this talking head like how are we looking at this any differently of yes not only did he say it through the relationship but he said it right here it makes no sense to me and then sutton in a talking head says uh why do i think uh she lied because i think it's part of tom's defense and Kyle goes, you think it's a scam? And she goes, it looks fishy. And Sutton says, acting like she's innocent. Emphasis on the word acting. But Erica made a deal. And this is a talking head and it's bone chilling. She goes, <clears throat> but Erica, she made a deal with the devil. I say, I say. And the devil. Well, the devil. And there's a huge dramatic pause. So I'm going to dramatic pause. And the devil. One, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand. Always comes knocking. <laughs> and Kyle goes, well, you know, one of us are wrong and I'm going to be eating crow pie, you know, if I'm wrong. And Sutton goes, I have a recipe for crow pie, I say, I say. We can use it. It's all in the pastry. And Kyle goes, oh, Sutton, you're silly. And then new scene, there is still, I want to point out at this point, no Lisa Rinna. And I've never felt a joy or ease at this uh, in my life. So beautiful knowing that there is no Rinna. I was just like, hats off, man. 
we're like 12 minutes in and I'm like, damn, hell yes. This is how you do it. This is how we do it. Uh, uh, uh. I was like partying. And then, so we're at Crystal's house and Lucy, the housekeeper that hates Crystal, uh, you know, they're, they're doing duck and they have pancakes and buns for the duck and, Crystal's like, oh, I want to eat this now. It's so good. I'm going to eat all the duck skin myself. And I'm like, okay, your house, you know. And Erica walks up. And Lucy, the housekeeper, is like, the meat is so the meat is so dark. She's like ribbing uh, Crystal. And Lucy goes, because it's duck, you dummy, Lucy. And uh, Crystal goes, welcomes Erica. And then brings her in the kitchen. It's like, we have pork. We have spinach. And then Erica goes, pancakes and shit. And then she claps like an idiot, like a little clapping monkey she goes pancakes and shit and crystal goes uh in a tugging head she talks about a time she ate guinea pig on the road and then didn't realize it was rat and i'm like we don't have to say everything that we've done in our lives you know like we can leave some things are just you things you know we don't need to know things and erica goes where's rum tonight and crystal should have said oh with tom <laughs> i'm joking <laughs> he's not allowed around people um and then Erica also goes, Dia kids know Chinese. And then there's a shot of her son, little son, speaking fluent Chinese or whatever. And I'm just like, it always, I'm just like, damn it. Another person that's already better than me at three years old. There are so many three or four year olds that are already better than me, like right out of the gate, like right out of the gate at that age, already better than me. I'm so old and they're already better at me than that age. And you're just like, if I could go back and learn Chinese, I wouldn't do it. But like, it would have been nice to have that kind of advantage, you know? So, uh, she goes, yeah, we have a teacher for them. It teaches them song, Chinese songs and poems. So they'll have a fan foundation. She goes, I don't want them not to be American. They're American, but I want them to appreciate their Chinese culture. And I totally, I love that. I love it. I am all for that. Kathy actually comes in, which is like, damn, we got a star in our midst. And Crystal greets her of like, oh, my girl, my sister. Hey, lovey. And Kathy goes, I'm getting ready for tomorrow night. I've been cleaning the crystal all day. The back rat. I've been cleaning the crystal. And Erica goes, I hear that voice. <laughs> hey, Kathy, please like me. It is funny, the relationship between Erica and uh, Kathy, because you can really tell uh, Erica wants Kathy's approval. And you, in this scene, you see it especially. And... We get a flashback to Kathy going, you know, I want to make this special night for the ladies. I want them to have a very special night. And I'm going to be polishing all of this Baccarat, the candles and all of this stuff. And I'm going to have a Baccarat shitter where they can poop on. And Kathy says, I like to, I like to polish my silverware myself. And uh, I have a friend that throws these parties. And it's like, you know. They'll serve salmon, the same salmon with the same people. But I, Kathy Hilton, I like to mix it up a little bit. Sometimes I'll invite iced tea, you know, and I'll be like, Mr. T, would you like to come? And he'll spice it up a little bit. And then, uh, you know, all different kinds of food. And uh, Kathy's in there. And then Erica gets the door when Garcelle answers. And Garcelle goes, this is not your house. And then I was almost like, Garcelle was like, you don't even have a nice house anymore. <laughs> So they all go in, and Crystal goes, do you want to eat? And everybody goes in, and Erica goes, you are such a great hostess, Crystal. <laughs> she's such a kiss-ass to rich people. She doesn't do, like, she's, I'm sorry. If you guys don't, Erica's such a kiss-ass. Garcella says no, that she has never had duck. 
And everybody's like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you fucking, what a weirdo. Like they acted like, oh my God, no duck. And Kathy goes, I need shorter chopsticks. That's wealth right there. When somebody goes, when somebody doesn't accept the length, think about that. Kathy is so wealthy. She does not accept the length of chopsticks. She's like, this, uh, it's like a professional bowling ball, like that's sized out to your fingers. Like, uh, I have professional chopsticks. I forgot to bring them. Uh, Rick, could you, could you drive over my, uh, my three fourths chopsticks? Thanks. Like imagine that of like, of knowing the leg. Oh, it hurts. Oh, my hand hurts. I'm, I'm too long. These are too long of chopsticks. Damn it. My Sarai. <laughs> Sorry. Damn, we're already 54 minutes into this. <laughs> hey, we're having fun, right? Hey, we're not, hey, we don't have anything to do, right? It's all, it's fine. It's not 1.35 in the morning. I do not have to get onto a flight in Nashville in like six hours. We're good, okay? So Kathy is having a hard time with her choppies and um, <clears throat> they're all sitting around eating and Crystal goes, well, Garcelle, how do you feel about the other day? Uh, about the, the, the issue with Dorit. And, and Garcelle goes, not great. And there's a flashback, of course, to Dorit of like, little jabs, you're making little jabs at old Dorit. And um, Erica goes, well, it's something we all said about Erica. And Kathy says, I've even done it. <laughs> and then there's a flashback. <laughs> there's a flashback of Kathy going, God forbid we be long-winded, and laughs directly at Dorit. Remember from a couple episodes ago when it goes, God forbid I be long-winded. <laughs> and then there's this awkward shot of Dorit looking sullen. She's just like, oh, everybody's making fun of old Dorit. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And Garcelle, in a talking head, goes, what, are we supposed to go get duct tape for Dorit? And then everybody's like, she's very sensitive. Imagine you're in this season of Real Housewives of Beverly Hills. Everybody's supposed to be talking about Erica, and they still take time to say you're an asshole and you talk a lot. You know, <laughs> like imagine you're like, oh, this season should be easy for old Dorit. I mean, first off, she's not making it easy on herself because she's not shutting her mouth. But the other thing is you don't think you're going to be collateral damage, and yet they throw Dorit on the fire every chance they get. Oh, Jagaloo, they're making fun of Mummy. Um, so Garcelle says, um, you know, me and Erica, they, they think of us as very strong and hard women. And then Erica goes... I'm putting on a brave face right now because it's the only way I can get up out of bed to vacuum my couch. And she goes, we all know people to take a beating, but what I'm not going to do is kick a dog when they're down like me. So she says this thing of like, I'm not going to kick a dog when they're down, but then she uses herself as an example. So I feel like cancels things out. And then there's a flashback to that uh, last episode when... Erica goes to Sutton, girl, I'm not going nowhere, so you can step the fuck off. Mike, check, one, two, one, two. Mike, check, one, two. You better step the fuck off. <laughs> you better back the fuck up before you get smacked the fuck up. Uh, there's not kids listening, is there? Okay, just making sure. And Erica goes, think of it. She wants to put distance between you and me? Because what about me? And in a talking head, Erica goes, It was just so disappointing. The Sutton I knew, she 
was always caring and kind to me. And we had that flashback of uh, Sutton taking her to the spa. And Erica going, you're one of the most kind-hearted people I've ever met in my life. And then Erica goes, and for her to flip on old Erica Jane, well, that makes me want to take a step back and say, nah. And so basically Erica's saying, oh, I I liked when she was taking me to spas for free, but I'm not really down for her telling me her opinions of me. And Kathy goes, uh... Well, she's thinking about her country club in Augusta. You know, she is from a very conservative background. And Erica's shaking her head like, Yes, Kathy, yes, please, go to your dark side for old Erica Jane. And uh, Erica goes, That's what I said, small town bullshit. And Kathy goes, Well, I have good news and bad news. Guess what? (laughs) Nobody cares what you have to say. And Erica goes, Yeah, no one's that important. And Kathy goes, everyone has skeletons in their closet. And Erica goes, you think? And then Kathy goes, in my family, it just all happens to be out in the open. (laughs) And everybody goes, Kathy made a funny about her family. (laughs) And uh, Erica goes, we've all had challenges. And to hear that comes out of What the fuck am I doing with my... We've all had challenges. And to hear that come out of someone's mouth who is cultured and traveled... (laughs) This is so ridiculous. (laughs) To hear that come out of... (laughs) To hear that come out of someone's mouth who is cultured and traveled... That... (laughs) is disturbing by the way you know what i think is disturbing remember one of the first episodes of the season when erica came to the girls party and she said i rubbed cbd (laughs) cbd oil all over my private lady pots and i am lit up that was disturbing like who rubs a numbing cbd cream over their giner when they're going to a ladies i i don't you know ladies hit me up if i'm mistaken that's just like not a normal thing so every time i see eric at a girl's party i always and when she's especially getting upset i'm like ooh, is it tingling down there did you lube up your private areas with that cbd cream i am lit up so in a talking head uh, Erica Jane's in that blue, uh, satiny, you know, for a little sexy, slutty number, you know. And she goes, you want to talk about reputations? That's Kathy Hilton. You know, the hotels. And she says hotels super annoying. Hotels. And she goes, maybe you've heard of her. Kathy Hilton doesn't have anything to worry about. So why does Sutton Strack have anything to worry about when it comes to good old Erica Jane? And uh, Erica goes, Kathy, we are members of the same country club. I never heard of Sutton. And Kathy goes, yeah, never. And Garcelle goes, really? And Crystal says, I've never heard of her. And then she does this like mean girl laugh like, ha 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 ha, I've got a rich Disney husband. And this is where it kind of annoyed me about Crystal. And, but at the same time, this is what probably makes Crystal a good housewife in the end. Cause she like 
was like, oh, <laughs> I've never heard of Suddenstrack. And it's like, dude, I've never heard of you, Crystal. I've heard of your husband. And even that, I wouldn't have got it on the first try, his name. But I definitely know. And this is the weird thing. And this is like, I think the fascinating thing. And I would love to get more, you know, when I, I'll have some women on next week that I can ask about this. But it's funny, you know, it's like you have this pissing contest between ladies that a lot of the ladies are spending their husband's money, you know, and uh, it's like a weird pissing contest. So it's like, I don't know, like, what are we bragging about here? Like, Crystal, you are helping raise all like you're, you're, you're helping him create that the dream lifestyle of his dreams. But at the same time, you're doing it with all on the back of everything that he had earned earned way before you came into the picture. Because remember, he was 40 when she was 20 when they met, right? So I just never think it's like wise to talk shit about somebody else. It's just, and especially like, uh, you know, so Erica Jane's really loving this, watching all of these people kind of talk shit all of a sudden. And I, I just, I, it was so eerie. And uh, Kathy, if you're listening, I'm going to give you this one. I'm going to give, I'm going to let it slide, but you only get one per season, Kath. And you are, you are an angel. Like I don't, you mean so much to me in my life in the short amount of time I've known you, but I don't think it's, I just think like we have Erica, let's, let's focus. Let's make fun of Erica. Like, I don't know. It just, this left, this scene left a bad taste in my mouth for Crystal, especially. Uh, so Crystal, it even gets worse. And Crystal says, if Sutton did this with another friend group, she'd be back in Augusta. And it's like, Crystal, what the fuck? Are you out of your, like, yo, girl, what? Like, oh, they'd banish her back to Augusta because Miss Old Crystal Minkoff doesn't like it? No, 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 screw that. No, 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 we play fair here. No, 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 I ain't, I ain't gonna go for that. And by the way, I was against Sutton when she pulled that bullshit with you the first couple episodes of the season, but no, 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 I don't, homie don't play that, okay? No, no, no. And uh, Garcelina talking head says, how about this? Before I knew Crystal, I never knew who Crystal was. I knew who Rob Minkoff was. And Erica says, I think Sutton's missing some social cues. Fuck off. Just because she doesn't lick your asshole like everybody else in this fucking stupid group of ladies that are so insecure, they could, ah, no. No, social, missing some social cues. How about you're missing some social cues, Erica? Have you been on your social media lately? You think you know how to handle shit? Give me a break. You are Miss Small Town just as much as Sutton is. So back the F off. I'm sorry. I'm done with this kind of bullshit. And this is why you know this lady, even if she didn't like sign off on every one of Tom's dealings, this is a cold manipulative lady. And I'm sorry, she is. She does not have a kind bone in her body and you can tell in how she deals with people. She is put upon. She is put upon in life by anybody that doesn't agree with Erica Jane. You, you can tell she's wary to the world. She's wary to the world of the thought of her possibly having to be poor again. And how dare you stand in her way and how dare you question her, even though... She has every right, or she has every, we, we need to question somebody like this. She has done nothing for us to believe her. Her whole character has been built on financial wealth that was not hers to begin with. Bragging, 
about all of this money she spent. Oh, I'm going to wipe my ass with $100 bills. And those $100 bills were on the back of orphans and widows. I'm sorry. It's egregious spending and that we all thought was cute and funny when in reality it was disgusting and we all knew it was disgusting. We all knew it was. And that's why when Erica, I hate to say PK was ever right about anything, that giant stuffed baked potato, but he said, you're in, you're not just cold, you're inherently cold. <laughs> she is. She's inherently cold. Watch the last scene of this show and tell me. She's, she's Captain Deadeyes in there. There's nobody in, there's nobody home. When you try, when you vision board just money, there ain't no soul there, folks. I mean, am I the only one that sees? I know I'm not the only one that sees this. It's just, it's really frustrating because when you talk shit like this, it then encourages other people to talk shit. And I don't think Sutton is like amazing. Sutton has her own weird thing with wealth and we've seen that. But Sutton has worked for her wealth. She has. She has built something with her ex-husband. And that is something to be proud of. That is a one in a million shot for anybody. But Sutton knows where her money came from. Sutton knows where her money goes to. So I, I just, I think it's Erica just delighting in people making fun of Crystal. And Crystal goes, well, I think it stems from insecurity. Um, you know, you're close to her, Garcelle. What do you think? And Garcelle says, I have gotten close to her. And I feel like she's quirky and funny and finally getting a voice. And then Crystal goes, I find her voice to be very awkward. Crystal, what the fuck, man? What the fuck? Yeah, so you can speak less quirky than Sutton Strack, but you're being a jerk. You're being a jerk face and we can all see it. And then a talking head uh, Sutton goes, they know I'm Team Sutton. Why are they saying this around me? Like, come on. And Erica says, she should be lucky that people know who the fuck she is. Erica, darling, toots. The sad thing about this is that you are talking to yourself in this scene and you know it. You were lucky that anybody ever fucking knew your name. All of this was luck. All of it. It was lucky when you were a hostess or a waitress at the restaurant that Tom frequented when he was 33 years old, your senior. That was luck. You have never relied singularly on your talent, and that will probably haunt you until the day you die. You have gotten nothing based on just your performance. It's always been who you knew to get a leg up. And that is just the truth. Nobody is dying for new Erica Jane music. You had some fun songs, but guess what? You didn't even write those fun songs. It could have been anybody in the Erica Jane character. You bring nothing to it. You played a role subparly. I mean, like you just did. You're a medium talent at best. And that's just what it is. And, and she says at the end of this, guys, I know I'm being, I know I'm being harsh. I know, but I'm just sorry. I'm just tired of it. I'm tired of her callousness. It just, there, I have no sympathy for her because she has shown no sympathy to anybody in all of the seasons she's been on this show. So how am I now supposed to soften my heart for her? My heart bleeds for those orphans and widows. And yes, my God, of course, Tom is the number one guilty person of all of this. But guess what? Tom is not on the show. Erica Jane is. And Erica Jane is only on the show because Tom got her on the show because of his relationship with David Foster. 
it all is a factor. It, it just, it's very frustrating to see all. Anyways, anyways. Okay, I'm done. Swear to God, sorry. I got dark. New scene. And now we have the Mauricio and Kyle 25th anniversary. Now, Mauricio is always like, he's like a good improviser. He's always yes-anding. He's always in a good mood. And he's like, hi, lovey. And Kyle's in this pink satin number. It's very pinky. And <laughs> this is how well I know. It's very pink. And it's very satin. And Mauricio goes, a few business people wanted to meet with me tomorrow. Meet with me. But I said, got to do it tomorrow. Tonight's my anniversary. And it turns out he lit all the candles himself. All right, buddy, you did it. And uh, she goes, what have you planned for me? And he goes, well, I've got some caviar. I got some Joe Stone's crab. So uh, we'll be hammering away. I don't know if that dress will survive. Maybe you'll have to take it off. And then Kyle goes, it'll come off at some point. And I'm like, ho, ho, hot and heavy, 50 shades of Kyle. Um, and she goes, my husband has been supportive of everything I've done and vice versa. We have able been able to stay in sync. And there's a flashback of all these little lovey moments of them. And she says, we have mutual respect but it doesn't mean we don't fight, fight, but it is always me, she says, but it doesn't mean he doesn't have to apologize if he wants happiness in his life. And that's a, it's a very dark admission uh, in a very light tone. Uh, so they go outside to sit in their backyard area. There's three bottles, one Dom Perignon. And he goes, let me make a caviar for you, toots or honey. And uh, yeah, so she's like, three bottles just for us? We're two people. Second, but we got to do a... Folks, summer is just around the corner, so it's time to say goodbye to those jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. Now, I wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and luckily, I found Quince. Now, I have a lineup of timeless pieces I want that will keep me looking fresh year after year. I got a pair of tan shorts. I got a pair of green shorts. I cannot wait to style these for summer. And I got to tell you, the quality is great because Quince has all the seasonal must-haves like 100% European linen shirts from $30, performance polos, and versatile flow knit activewear. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. So you can feel good about what you're wearing on every level. So upgrade your wardrobe. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Commercial break here. We I am so proud that we have two sponsors uh, supporting the pod this week. HelloFresh. We know HelloFresh. We love HelloFresh. They're back with us. And then a new one. Get ready, folks. Ready Slim. Ready. This is like made for me. So uh, I got to say, they sent me this about a week and a half ago. And I don't know if you've heard a little bit more bounce in my step or if you've seen my pictures on the old Instagram. I'm looking a little bit more thinned out in the face. 
I think. You're like, no, you don't, Ryan. But I think I do. I have more energy. I feel lighter. I have gotten better sleep. I mean, I don't know. I've just been kind of hiding in the bedroom from my parents. Uh, and I have been waking up better than I have in a while. Uh, and get this, you guys. This is from a detox tea. I am finally promoting a detox tea. This is a cool one. I think Ready Slims. Ready Slims detox teas are made with high quality, 100% organic herbs that gently boost your metabolism and help digestion while also reducing bloating and gas. Is this, I can, I talk like this with you guys. Can I say that it's reduced my bloating and gas? So I added this to my lifestyle and I have lost 4.2 pounds according to my digital weight machine thing. So ready slims detox teas are made with no fillers, no additives and no laxatives. So they're safe to drink daily. Now, Ready Slim's 28 day detox tea kit has everything you need. Now, this is this is what they call it. The wakey, wakey morning detox tea helps boost your energy levels to start your day off right. And then they have a snoozy night detox tea. Now, snoozy, you guys, is spelled S-N-O-O-Z-Z-Z-Y, and it helps you relax and supports the natural detox process while you get your well-deserved beauty sleep. So I'm about to take my detox tea, my night detox tea here in a second after I finish. I'm usually kind of amped from screaming into a microphone. So the best part of Ready Slim is how it aids in weight loss, plus it is keto-friendly. Um, so like I said, I am actually using these. I will keep you posted this week as I do it more, but it really has helped me. And I am always looking, I'm not trying to look for the next diet fad, but as I get older and it's something that I've had to, uh, work at my entire life, because I've told you guys, I yo-yo in weight. I've been big, I've been small, but I'm always trying to look to get healthier. And I got to just be honest with you. This, uh, have you heard about this pandemic we had it, uh, it, it kicked me in the nuts and I gained a bunch of weight during the pandemic, like a lot of us did, but I'm trying to get it off and I'm trying to do it healthy. And this is all made with natural ingredients. And I was like, this actually sounds cool. Let me try it. So I'm going to share more of my experience, but it has been good so far. So say hello to a better, brighter you. And right now for a limited time, you can save 25% on your first order of Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea kit, plus get a free collapsible water bottle. Wait, I didn't get the free collapsible water. What the heck? So go to readyslim.com slash so bad. That's R-E-A-D-Y-S-L-I-M dot com slash S-O-B-A-D to save 25% on your first purchase of Ready Slim's 28-day detox tea kit, plus a free collapsible water bottle readyslim.com slash so bad. Wow. Okay. So welcome that as a new sponsor. And of course, HelloFresh, you guys, we love HelloFresh. What is HelloFresh? If you don't know, where have you been? This is literally the number one food delivery service. With HelloFresh, you get fresh pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door. So you skip trips to the grocery store and count on HelloFresh to make home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. And that's why it's America's number one meal kit. You guys, for real, like we're getting back to work now and you don't want to have to stop at the grocery store. Actually, it is so hard to even get to work or do anything normal these days. Take one of these worries out. 
of your head and just go with HelloFresh. So uh, fall is right around the corner. Oh my God, it's almost fall. So HelloFresh recipes, they have all new fall recipes. Uh, They help you with meal planning, the shopping, the chopping. It all comes in these really cute individual packages. Um, It was actually really uh, cool. Like I felt like an actual chef. I felt... Like, uh, no, I'm not going to even say his name. I watched that Anthony Bourdain documentary, you guys, Roadrunner. I highly recommend. I wish I knew how to cook, but I don't. But HelloFresh takes all of that out of your, like, they have a simple, easy-to-follow recipe where a dumb dumb like me can fully do it. This is the other cool thing. HelloFresh offers the flexibility you need to easily customize your order on the app within minutes. They have an app for this now. There's an app for everything. So you can easily change your delivery day, your food preferences, your plan size, your plan size, or you can even skip a week whenever you need to. And so if you guys are all vegan, they have vegan meals. If you want If you're meat friendly, they have that. If you're looking for more light meals, they have that. You can customize this. It's really cool. They really are trying to help you out with whatever you need for each individual experience. And that is huge. So for me, this did help because uh, I, as you know, um, I I am not the best at taking care. Literally, guys, I'm living on detox tea right now. But they sent this, I made the chili meal, I made the chicken meal, and it was really good. It was really, I just kind of walked away with a sense of pride. I know you guys are better cooks than I I am, but you can even give your husbands this or your wives this and say, you do this and it's easy to follow. Um, So I think it's really well worth it. And this is actually really cool. So go to HelloFresh.com slash SoBad14. And use code SOBAD14 for up to 14 free meals, including free shipping. So once again, that's HelloFresh.com slash SoBad14 and use code SoBad14. HelloFresh, it is America's number one meal kit. And now, back to Beverly Hills, baby! So, Kyle and Mauricio are out there, and... uh they're just being very romantical. And Kyle says, my mom was married a bunch of times, four times, big old Kath. And she says, you know, she always said, if things don't go well, you leave. Mom didn't trust men and she only trusted her kids. And, you know, her marriages didn't work out that well because she always wanted to take care of her kids more. And Kyle says, I made my marriage a priority. And if I left every time I was upset, I wouldn't have lasted the first year of our marriage. So then they're eating. There's some pasta. And she goes, don't give me too much pasta, Mauricio. I'm trying to watch what I eat. And he's like, what are you, what are you, what's what's going on tomorrow? And she goes, I'm seeing all the girls tomorrow. And he goes, what's going on with Erica? And she goes, well, it's a mess with the lawsuit, with Tom, the divorce. It's very public. And he goes, it's a lot. It's a lot. And he goes, how long were they married? She goes, 20 years. And he goes, wow, okay. That's more than I even realized. Do you see how easy this conversation is? But I believe Mauricio is like that with everybody. I believe he makes every conversation easy. And that's why not only is he an attractive man, but I think that's why we like him. He's very, very positive. I think he makes everybody feel special and unique. And he feels he may I think he makes everybody feel like they're he's interested in what they're saying. And that's a very special quality. Um, so uh, 
she says, uh, you know, it's a it's a reminder to put in the work to save your marriage. And Mauricio goes, well, I like Erica, so I hope she wasn't involved in any of this. What a simple, what a simple thought, Mauricio. And uh, Kyle says, you know, what is the percentage of marriages in California that get go on divorce? And Kyle goes, growing up, I didn't know I would have, you know, in it to me to stay married for that long. And uh, Mauricio goes, uh, can I have this? I'm going to have this last crab. And Kyle goes, I was saying a nice thing. And you're like ADD and smacking crabs with a mallet, you silly goofball. So we're in a new scene. And this is everybody getting ready for Kathy's party. And we start with Dorit and Jaggy, little Jagaloo. Jagaloo! <laughs> Dorit's son, my son. Beep, boop, 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 boop. They're in Dorit's uh, uh, bathroom getting ready. And she goes, little Jaggy, lipstick. Oh, no, Jaggy, do not pick that lipstick. That's very much a summer color. And it's winter. And she goes, Jaggy, you're going to ruin my look. And he goes... If it's not going on your lips, it's going somewhere. <laughs> he goes, it's very threatening for a little kid. He goes, if it's not going on your lips, it's going somewhere, mommy. And I'm like, what the, what? If it's not going on your lips, it's going somewhere. And then we we go over to Kyle's house and she calls uh, Kathy. He goes, uh, is Miss Hilton there? It's her sister Kyle calling. And remember last season when I said their Kyle's dog was always in the background of the scenes? And it it reminded me of this movie, The Lost Boys, where they ha- they have this theory about va- vampires called the Hounds of Hell. And there will always be a big dog guarding their master, their vampire master. And I always notice this dog is always hovering over Kyle. So I'm not saying Kyle's a vampire, but I'm not not saying Kyle's a vampire, but just know this dog's always there. And I just, there's something, they always focus on this dog sometimes. And I'm like, at some point, this dog is going to be a major plot point. Like every time they like cut away to the shot of the dog and I'm like, am I supposed to be paying attention to this? Does this dog come back at the end of the season to like bite Rinna or something, you know? So she calls Kathy. And she goes, Kathy, what are you wearing? And Kathy goes, well, a black muumuu dress, my Alexander McQueen, maybe. Um, and uh, then we hear Kathy while talking to Kyle, talking to Patrick, her butler, her manservant, going, I'm going to get the seating chart ready for you, Patrick. Ooh, look at the blueberries. It looks so good. She's still on the phone with Kyle, so Kyle's just rolling her eyes. Um, then we go over to Garcelle's little house where, you know, the house that's... <laughs> buttressed up against like a power plant or a railroad track it's the weirdest thing you guys it's just it's like on it's the it's the last house in this weird cul-de-sac that has like this big hill it 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 just reminds me it's like it's where is this like honestly i feel like it's like out in the woods somewhere but it has like a power plant vibe like oh garcelle's living by that nuclear reactor place you know I always like, is that going to come in? Is that going to be a part of the plot later? Um, And Garcelle calls Sutton. She goes, hey, girl, hey. And, you know, you're not even ready yet. And Sutton goes, it doesn't take me long to look good. I'll say, I'll say. It's a 20-minute ordeal in glamour. (laughs) And uh, Sutton goes, listen, Garcelle, we have to stand up for ourselves. I'll say, I'll say. I'll have beef with Miss Erica. And in the nicest way possible. I want to tell it to a face, that's all. And a talking head, um, 
Sutton goes, You don't have to believe your friends 100% of the time. And sometimes you have to trust your own gut. Something ain't right. And that is like really fucking wise. Like you don't have to believe your friends 100% of the time. Truer words really were never spoken. That's what I'm saying. Like Sutton is a realist. That's how deep this Erica Jane stuff goes is that Sutton realizes she doesn't need to believe Erica 100%, but there are questions. And the whole the whole bone here is that Erica won't ask the questions. She's fighting against any questions being asked of her. So that makes it more suspicious. Doesn't everybody understand these are basic questions, you know, and she's not answering them. So Sutton's getting more and more confused. And especially after you, I played that clip from you at the beginning of this involves Sutton's money or it could have. So of course she paid attention, but Erica is still not asking, answering the basic questions that she is being asked. And to me, that's like a huge thing you have to pay attention to. So that's the end of that scene. And this is when I look down and guess what? 33 minutes and 54 seconds into the show, there is no Lisa Rinna yet. And just let that wash over you. How does how good does that feel? Like, sit in that. Sit in that. Like, guys, we didn't miss her. We're good. We're good. My ears did not bleed up to this point. It was really nice. And then Kathy uh, is coming down. She goes, well, hello, Patrick. Patrick is her manservant. And she goes, do you have the seating, ch- seating chart? And he goes, we, 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 we. So I'm guessing he's German. And, uh, and then... Uh, she goes, Patrick, this candle is not lit. And he goes, oh, we, oui, ma'am. Yes, yes. I can't really do a French accent. So, And she goes, to prepare for a dinner party, I have to feel everything. I have to feel everything and touch everything. And I have a pet peeve. Please don't come five to ten minutes early because that's my time. When I really walk around, make sure there's a fresh bar of soap. Make sure the toilet papers are folded. Make sure the perfumes are out and they're not rotten. Can perfumes get rotten? I've never heard. I just, I didn't know. Uh, she goes, and by the way, I'm into, I'm into musks. I'm into scents. I got a Adam Levine cologne from uh, Ross Dress for Less. And it was a real, it was a banner day. Cause I got that for like six bucks. And then they had a Beverly Hills 90210 cologne. And that was like $5.99 as well. I walked out of there with two great scents and that's like, that's like 12 bucks to smell that good. And it just breaks my heart. Cause I'm like, if that, if that ever went rotten, you know, I've, I've had those like for like seven or eight years now. And they, I, I, they smell just as good now as they did that day. So she goes, uh, to make sure the perfume's not rotten. She goes adjusting the lights in the room. And I'm like, imagine being that rich where this that you're allowed to have these little intricacies, these little peccadilloes, these little, I like to walk around a party and just make sure the right air temperature is there, the dust particles in the air. I like to vacuum my couch like Erica Jane does. I like to make sure the right Michael Bolton, Kenny G mix is on. I'm playing the soundtrack to Dying Young with Miss Julia Roberts. Uh, it's just... It's funny. It's just like we all find shit to make us feel important in our lives. And Kathy is no different. And of course, just so he says, I have a pet peeve. Do not come five to ten minutes early. And guess who comes early, folks? I'm sad to say our Rinna streak is ending because she's comes in. She goes, ha, ha, ha. 
Hello! Ha! As she is dressed like Joe Dirt, but if Joe Dirt was a pimp, like it was like she's like, hey, how you doing? And she's like in this weird, ill fitting blue pimp outfit, and her hair is like a mullet. It's like a feminine Billy Ray Cyrus, but not really feminine at the same time. There's like a Frankenrenna kind of look to it. It's a very bony. Even the hair looks bony, you know? There's no, it's just like, what? It's like, did Harry go like, uh, it's me, Harry. Do your hair like me, Lisa. I find it very attractive when you do my hair. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, this guy's, is any, no, really, let's be honest. Does anybody look at Renee and go like, that's how I want to look? Like, is that, I just, she has gone so far out of like the sexual desire category for me. Like, but maybe I, I could, I'm obviously a weird guy, but I mean, do other women look up to her in terms of look? I mean, I guess she's, I don't know. It's just, it's, it's all not working. You know, it's all not working for me. And she goes, hello. (laughs) She's just like, immediately, there is no chill to this girl. She's always on 11. And uh, I just imagine her going to her little dungeon garage basement and picking this outfit out. And she goes, and I shit you not, guys. She goes, hello, 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 hello. (laughs) Already so annoying and uh kathy then goes in the kitchen she doesn't hear rena which is shocking i I'd imagine everybody in their house has heard this and she goes hello chef is everyone behaving in here and everybody's like oh wee wee and rena goes hello and then that's when patrick comes out and he goes oh super elegant <laughs> sorry i can't do a french accent again he goes, oh, so, oh, oui, oui, super. He goes, oh, elegant. You're, I, I'm French, so I love elegant and feminine ladies. And I, at this point, I was like, Patrick's not even French. You know Patrick is like Midwestern or something. He's just like pulling everybody's leg. And the fact, I think this was like a huge joke. He goes, I, I called Lisa Rinna feminine and elegant. <laughs> she totally bought it. Um, and Rinna is like an improviser that doesn't know how to take things. So she just overdoes it. So she like goes back on her heel and she goes, Oh, okay. She goes, uh, Oh, time to do the old razzle dazzle. I guess I'm doing a scene with Patrick here. And she goes, thank you. And she bows. And, uh, he goes, yes, I can see you walking on the runway in Paris. And Lisa goes, Oh God, <laughs> I love you. What's your name? And he goes, Patrick. And, in a talking head, Lisa goes, old, old school hospitality, baby, here at the Hiltons. And do you notice how Lisa Renna always comments on things? So it kind of removes her from the actual proceedings. Like she's always commenting like she's judged. Like, guys, I will tell, I'll tell you how it is at the Hiltons. They're rich, baby, rich. When it's like, you're not as rich. But you're also not as classy and you're just kind of annoying. And she's always like commenting like she's the every woman. And it's like, Lisa, you are so far from any kind of reliable narrator. You just can't be. So the fact that in her talking heads, she's always trying to narrate the proceedings like that's rich, baby. Yeah. With her like stroke way of talking. She's like, yes, I talk out of one side of my mouth now, baby. That's well, that's Kathy, baby. <laughs> um, 
So she uh, she spins for Patrick and she goes, good, right? And he goes, that's it. You got it. And she goes, where's the bar? She goes, where's the bar, Patrick? And he goes, we are not serving anything, madame. The bar is closed. And she goes, ha! This is Kathy's house. And then Patrick goes, Oh, little Miss Rina. And Lisa goes, No one has a staff like Kathy Hilton, baby. That's money, honey. Right there. That's money. And Carlos, Kathy's other butler, comes in with three. uh, I found this very classy. Three options, a red, a white, and a champagne for Lisa to choose from. She goes with the white, but I also could see her like, Leave all three, Carlos. Uh, Dorit comes in, and she goes, Hello, it's me, Dorit. Beep, boop, 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 boop. And uh, she goes, Hello, beautiful. And Brenda goes, Gorgeous, baby. And then Kathy is at the table, and she's setting up the place cards. And she goes, Oh, I might get a little cold. Over in this little chair, so I might want to switch over here. That's how rich she is, is that she can detect variations in temperature like 10 degrees to her right, you know? Kyle comes in, and Kyle says, you know, Kathy will even be late to her own party sometimes. And then Erica comes hoofing it in like a bull in a china shop. Everybody's air kissing. Everybody's giggling. You know, no, no clue of anything amiss like this is all fun and game so far and it makes me wonder what production thought they were going to get like what did they think was going to happen tonight did they think it was going to be fun and the whole uh thing was how huge kathy was making this or did they know because i also got to think they placed sutton and erica next to each other and erica was not able to switch chairs even though they got into a fight pretty early on and i was thinking production must have made them stay sitting next to each other i do believe production steps in on things like that so everybody's air kissing uh kathy's in the kitchen with the food and she's like oh that's beautiful that's the way we like it and she goes that's the way we like it and but then at the end she kind of does paris's baby voice of that's the way we like it did anybody notice that like, she did Paris's baby voice. And then Crystal comes in, and Erica goes, Ah, where have you been hiding that body? va va voo let me see those titties, Crystal. All right, yeah. Do those carpets match the drapes, Crystal? Where have you been hiding that body? Ha-ha, <laughs> pat the puss, baby. Like, like Erica, really, it's like slot, like, keep it in your pants, Erica. Um... Erica is like already on one. And I, that's when I was like, oh, she's definitely slathered that CBD oil at this point. Rinna comes in and uh, s- s- comments on Sutton because Sutton walks in. And Sutton literally, if you look at her orange jacket, it's very orange. It has like two people on the lapels, which I was imagining these were the orphans and widows on her lapels. It's a very interesting choice. And Rinna goes, Ah, that coat looks great on you, baby. Yeah. You know, you know, oh, yes, it's rare. It kind of also looks like the cartoons from Midsommar is on her her jacket. Garcelle comes in looking very good as well. And Erica goes, there she is. Ah, oh, did Miss Josephine Baker walk in the room? Josephine Baker, of course, uh, uh, a beautiful uh, black American uh, actress from, I think, the 
the 40s, one of the first, uh, I mean, just a beautiful, beautiful lady. So very big compliment coming from Erica to Garcelle. There's just so much noise at this point. Rinna, we see eating like a crumb and she's like, yum, <laughs> I ate so much. And Kathy is sitting and goes, Patrick, you forgot about me. Where's my appetizer? And he goes, do you want more? And uh, Kathy goes, I can't take two at a time. I'm not an octopus. <laughs> and Kathy really gets off on that little joke she met. And that also did, I was like, Kathy octopus. Like, that's dope. We need to make a meme with Kathy as a face, but with octopus arms. It'd be a cool cartoon, too. I'm a little tired, but I think that I think that would be really cool. And Dorit says, uh, I'm not going to lie, but I feel like I'm in my element here. Boop, boop. And uh, he, Patrick is passing around quail deviled eggs. Quail deviled egg for you? And uh, Dorit goes, you think to yourself, gee, I'm a little peckish. And then a silver platter, white gloves comes in. And Kathy goes, the mayonnaise was brought in from these quail eggs. And Kyle goes, from France? <laughs> I just like, I, uh, mayonnaise, like I was a Miracle Whip family and that's really, that's like sacrilegious to some people. Do you notice how like mayo and Miracle Whip really split a room? Because I sometimes think mayonnaise is disgusting and flavorless, but I was raised on Miracle Whip. <laughs> Miracle Whip. I was, and that's who I was like, I wonder if Kathy's ever had Miracle Whip. Like I was a Miracle Whip family. And, you know, even sadder than that, I was a a generic Miracle Whip family. We weren't even, we didn't even get, we got like, like, uh, you know, half a Miracle Whip, like, or, you know, uh, <laughs> good thing that happened Whip. Like it wasn't Miracle Whip, but that's, you know, it, it was just more flavorful. And uh, so Kyle goes from France and then Kathy goes from the moon. And then she goes the moon. And then she laughs. And I'm like, what kind of rich people twilight zone are we in right now where we're laughing at the way Kathy says, moo, I got the mayonnaise from the moon. And Rena goes, this is my second drink. I'm not responsible for whatever comes out of my mouth. Oh, for once, Lisa, you're not going to own it. You're not going to own it. Own it, Rena. And she goes, ha, 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 ha. And goes, we love drunk Rena. Do we, Dorit? Do we? Really, do we? Um, so she is like with an empty drink, two drinks in, and she is cackling her ass off. Like, I feel like she's doing a parody of herself. Like, I was just like, at this point, like, if you don't make fun of Rena, something is wrong with you. It's too much. It's too much. I mean, this thing sets off the Richter scale at a certain point. Like, this is earthquake shit. And uh, Rena goes, I think she might be coming out, drunk Rena. And Kathy goes, is everyone ready for dinner? And Patrick's uh, seating everybody. And he goes, who is Kyle? And Kyle goes, I am. I'm Kathy Sitter. How dark. Kathy's staff doesn't even know who Kyle is. Or Kathy was like, Patrick, I'd like you to act like you don't know who Kyle is. Got to keep her real. Keep her grounded. Act like you don't know who she is. Um, so Kyle says, yeah, I'm, I'm Kathy's sister. And then Patrick goes, Mrs. Versace, if you don't mind. And that's, of course, Dorit. Um, and then Patrick goes, Erica, Erica, Erica. And uh, Erica's like being placed next to Sutton. And Sutton goes, Ah, oh, good, I say, I say. This gives us a second to chit-chat. 
And Erica goes, about what? And she goes, I want to tell you about what happened. I say, I say it's Reese. And Kyle is getting her active listening face of like her super ears of like, I'm going to hear everything that's going on. And Sutton goes, uh, well, my feelings on what transpired after we were all at Kyle's house, I say, I say. And Erica is just standing like stone, like stone. And Sutton is sitting. So there's like this power dynamic. Sutton sitting, Erica standing. And uh, Sutton goes, I want to make sure you're okay. And Erica goes, what are you trying to do? Like, just like, just very, what are you trying to do? And Sutton goes, what do you mean, I say, I say, what are you trying to do? I'm not trying to do anything, I say, I say. I wanted to clear the air with you, Erica. I don't need to clear the air with you. You've made your position very clear. And there's just a shot of Kyle watching. And Sutton goes, but you didn't get to hear it. I didn't need to hear it. I heard it from everyone else. Well, do you want to talk to me or not? I don't. I have enough problems. I only have enough capacity for the things that really matter. And your opinion of Miss Erica Jane, myself, doesn't really matter. And then she walks past Garcelle to the other side of the table. And Sutton goes, Zoiks! Like Sutton does a Scooby-Doo reaction of like, Scooby? Scooby? She's like, what? like one of the best facial reactions in the business. She really gives Kyle a run for her money with those face. She goes, Zoiks? Like she's just like, Zoiks? And Eric just walks past and you see Garcelle and everybody's like, oh shit, oh shit. And we go to commercial, we come back and poor Patrick is just, you can just tell he's already flustered. Um, And Erica goes, Where's the restroom? Can I go over here? And Rinna comes out of some weird door. I wonder if she was like stealing things in the other room. She goes, ha! What happened, Erica? And Erica goes, oh, nothing. I just need to use the shitter. And Kathy uh, bumps into Sutton and goes, what happened? And Sutton goes, I said, I say, I say, I just wanted a chit chat. And she did not receive it well at all. And Garcelle says, oh, well, I just thought it would be better, I say, I say, to hear it from the face that said it. Not that anybody else at this table is going to do it, just me, which is cool. And we're like, damn, Sutton, get it, girl. And Rena, guys, turn down, uh, turn down your, your listening device right now, okay? This next part is just, it's necessary so you can visualize and hear audio, auditory-wise, what we're dealing with in this next scene. So Rinna, all of a sudden, has grabbed the bell from Patrick and is like, <laughs> and she's just like cackling. Like, this is literally all of my worst nightmares come to life. The only thing worse could have been if Rena was in clown makeup and one could argue that she really is in clown makeup at all times, but she's like I've never had a bell! (laughs) And everybody's like, well, that was a mistake. Who gave her the bell? And she goes I really like this so much! And she's ringing at you guys in Sutton's face and cackling. She goes (laughs) 
And there is a moment, you can see it on my Instagram, where her mouth is so far, her mouth is the size of Sutton's head. Like, I thought she had, um, you know, clicked off her bottom jaw and she was going to eat Sutton like a one of those snakes, you know, where they unhinge their jaw. And she was like, <laughs> and she's like, coming this summer, you'll never sleep again. The Bell and the Rinna. <laughs> it's so upsetting, you guys. And poor Patrick, he doesn't get combat pay. I bet he doesn't get a lot of holidays off or even like a uh, time and a half on this shit. And she's just And Patrick's like, I like that. Uh, and somebody wrote that it was like a $2,000 bell. So... That's weird. And she goes, <laughs> it's the worst. It's the worst I've ever seen her, you guys. And the only, the only positive about this is that I do think Rena has some kind of psychological slash neurological disease. And the more footage we can get to her doctors, the better we're going to be able to diagnose her, Right. Like, and this is just all stuff that her doctors, you know, it's going to be invaluable to them. They're hopefully going to be able to put a course of action for her care because she's a very sick lady. She's just, she's unwell and we do care. So we want to make sure she is taking the best up, but this isn't. (laughs) 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 And Patrick's like, okay, but uh, we're about to serve your four-course dinner. Please give me bell back. And he goes, we are about to start with a caviar, a caviar and a homemade vodka. And Rinna is just, you guys, you, you think the bell was annoying? Patrick goes, caviar and homemade vodka. And Rinna goes, bye-bye, 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 bye-bye. I'm not joking. That's exactly how she said it. And she's throwing her arm around like, bye-bye, 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 Like, nobody, no, Sutton, you are so brave. Shake the shit out of Lisa. Like, come back to us, Lisa. What the fuck is going on? This is so crazy. Am I not the only one? Come on. Even the producers had to be like, what the hell? There had to have been producers that quit that night. Of like, I can't do this anymore. I got a family. I got a, it's not, I got a family to feed, but this isn't worth it. Her cackle just like rattles around in my head at night. She haunts me. And uh, this is, so Erica we see is sitting back at Sutton. So I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And Sutton goes, yummy, 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 eating the caviar pie. And, uh, you know, Lisa's like, do we have a little sip of this vodka? And uh, they go, never mind this pairing of this homemade vodka made for Kathy, but this caviar pie. And Dorit gets served hers, and she goes, merci beaucoup. <laughs> I'm a child of the world. I spoke Patrick's language. I speak 363 languages. Boop, 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 boop. I love when Dorit gets worldly. She's like, merci beaucoup, Patrick. Um, and uh, Dorit says, um, Dorit says, you exited, you've exited Beverly Hills and gone to heaven. And Dorit says, 
not to hijack the conversation here. And Kathy goes, you'd never do that. <laughs> and there's a shot of Rena going, <laughs> there's literally, you guys, a cutaway shot of just Rena doing that. There is no joke there. That is literally what happened. They cut away to a shot of going, <laughs> I'll get you, my pretty. And that cutaway shot just shows you that the producers know that we know how annoying she is and they know that she's annoying. So they're even going, look how annoying this fucking is. And Garcelle goes, um, well, you know, I, I didn't like the, oh, and she goes, Garcelle, I didn't like the conversation the other night. And Garcelle goes, me either. Um, and she goes, I will always stick up for myself, you know, but as my friend Garcelle and Kathy goes, let's, let me, let me, let's, let me, you know, let's, let me say something. Let's have our nice dinner, because when we eat, we want to, and Rick goes, enjoy it, am I right? And uh, and Kathy goes, yeah, yeah, am I right? And everybody goes, yes, Kathy, of course. Like, everybody doesn't fuck with Kathy. I love it. But also, I love that symbol of like, yeah, let's eat this beautiful caviar pie uh, that we got at, um, you know, Perkins. I'm sure they're that's where they got or or Marie. We have you ever tried the ca, the caviar pie at Marie Callender's? Chef's kiss. Um, so Kathy and everybody's like not going to argue with Kathy. So Dorit and you could tell Dorit was like shamed. She was like, "Of course, let us enjoy." And Patrick uh, takes Erica's plate and she goes, "Thank you, Patrick. It was lovely." And Rina goes, "Give me the bell back." <laughs> like what? And Kathy's dog, Muffy, comes out. Poor Muffy was just probably her poor little dog ears having to deal. No, just not even the bell, but with Lisa. Kyle takes the bell from Rinna. And Erica says, Help me along. There's not enough Lexapro in the world right now. And like, I'm on Lexapro. Like, I think that's like, that's child's play, Lexapro. You know, it's like, Erica, come, you know. Oh, there's not enough Lexapro in the world. Funny joke. And Kathy is just kind of staring. And Kathy's plastic surgery, it sometimes makes it difficult for me to understand exactly what Kathy is feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's beautiful work. But at the same time, I'm like, is she happy? Is she upset? What's going on in the mind of Kathy Hilton? We just never know. And Rena goes, if there's anything you have to say or or work out, you got to ring the bell. <laughs> And she goes, let's start with Sutton. Sutton, here's this bell. And Kyle goes, I wonder what she's talking about with Sutton. And Sutton goes, okay, I'll bet. I just said, I, I, I said, I said, I try to have a conversation with Erica, and I, I don't want to upset her. And Erica goes, I wasn't upset. Well, she didn't want to hear anything. No, I didn't. I said very politely. Your opinion of me does not matter to me. But you don't know my opinion of you, Erica Jane. Hold on, hold on. I'm wrong. And at this point, everybody's like throwing in comments. And Sutton goes, I have the bell. I, I've got the conch. Ralph has got the conch. It's a little Lord of the Flies reference, you guys, for AP English majors. And she goes, I got the bell. You let me speak. And Erica goes, I don't give a fuck what you have. By the way, what a potty mouth on Erica. Honestly, is that class? Is that class? Really? That's a potty mouth. We don't like potty mouths. You got a real potty mouth, Erica Jane. And, you know, there's kids watching this show. 
You've given, I've only learned this word from you, Erica. Real potty mouth. And uh, so she goes, yeah, I don't give a fuck what you have. And she goes, Erica, you gotta stop speaking to me like that. And she goes, no, I don't. No, I don't. Yes, you do. No, you need to stop speaking about my life. Because it does not impact you in any way. And uh, so goes, I, I, I just realized that now. No, you don't, because otherwise you wouldn't be talking. Well, I'm not talking anymore, Elka Jane. And then there's like a cut to the Chiron that says second course lamb. And we get this shot of this beautiful plate of lamb and veggies. And there's a beautiful shot of the lamb. And then you see uh, Sutton and Erica, really great camera work in this. And uh, by the way, you know, we're doing exactly what Kathy Hilton hates. We're we're not enjoying the meal. How did this even happen? Like, did nobody listen to what Kathy Hilton wants? How dare you? And Erica goes, don't raise your voice at me, Sutton. And uh, Sutton goes, they are. Kathy says, I'm starting to think I should have just let Dorit talk. (laughs) That was in a talking head. And... uh, Patrick is like, excuse me, we got the, the rack of lamb here. And uh, poor Kathy goes, poor Patrick is afraid to serve Erica her lamb chops. Um, and uh, Sutton goes, do you want me to be quiet? I say, I say, because you love to tell old Sutton to be quiet when I'm speaking. And Erica looks like a fembot from Austin Powers. She's just staring ahead eerily, dead behind the eyes. And she goes, I never said to be quiet. I said, my life has not. And so it goes many times. And Patrick is in the kitchen going, they are fighting like cats and dogs out there. Patrick, you can tell, is a messy little bitch. This guy, we need a Downton Abbey, you guys, of the Kathy Hilton, like, upstairs, downstairs. Like, we need the Hiltons, and then we need behind the scenes of the Hiltons. I'm telling you, this is an upstairs, downstairs, Downton Abbey. Like, we could follow around the Hiltons and then follow around her staff. Because I want to see, Pat, I want to see what this Patrick does when he gets away from the Hiltons. He's like, wee oui, wee, oui, I'm going to go drink Coors Lights and uh, get some strippers. See, I'm getting the French down. So Sutton goes, uh, oh, that's why I miss small town, which is really a derogatory thing to say to me, I say, I say. And it's a derogatory to my small town and all small towns. Let's hear it for small towns, I say, I say. And this reminded me, it would have been funny if Teddy was still on the show or John Mellencamp could have come in. Because a lot of his songs are about small towns. And, you know, John Mellencamp would be furious like, Eric Jane, you don't say his little ditty about Jack and Diane coming from a small town. You can shove up your ass, Eric Jane. Down, 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 down. Um, but Erica is just fembotting all over the place. She's just staring ahead. Just so eerie, you guys. Just so eerie. And Sutton goes, I'm very proud of what Christian and I, her ex-husband, built together. And the money we built it from, we built it from the ground up with no money. Even though we are divorced, this is still a life that I built for myself and that's it right there you guys she did she built a life for herself and that is what pisses erica off because erica built a life for herself the wrong way she did it by cheating she cheated 
You know what I'm saying? She didn't build it for herself. It wasn't built the right way. It was built all on lies and criminal activity. So I think that is another thing that gets Erica's goat when she sees Sutton acting like flaunting wealth and she's getting to flaunt it in a real way. And Sutton's just herself. She's not putting on any character. She's just weird old Sutton, you know? Um, and Erica goes, how does my life impact that? And Sutton goes, well, I thought it would, and it didn't. And she goes, you didn't have to go out and get panicked about something that does not affect you. Well, I understand that. My life does not affect you in any single drop of your life. And Dorico's, Erica, Erica, I love you. I support you, but I don't agree with that. And Erica goes, why? Well, every time an article is written, our names are dropped into it and you know it. And Dorita talking to her goes, I am not worried about my freaking reputation when it comes to Erica, but there is still so much unknown. Could I be subpoenaed, Miss Dorit Kemsley? It doesn't make us bad friends to want a little reassurance. And Erica says, There's gonna be a day. When all of this is behind me, and it's going to be a very sweet day, and I'm going to remember those who are with me, and I'm going to remember who's against me. Yes, girl. Threaten us, girl. Yeah. Oh, girl. Threaten us. Yeah. Yes. Threaten your rich friends. And also, just so we're clear, I'm totally against you. I am totally... I... When... I, Erica, Erica, one day this podcast will be over, and it's going to be a very sweet day. And I'll remember who listened, and I'll remember who didn't. <laughs> it's so fucking like, oh, really? You're going to throw out a... What are you going to do? What are you going to do, Erica? What are you going to take some of your little... What are you going to vacuum your couch all over me? What are you... Get the fuck out of here. Are you kidding me? Oh, now you think now empty threats are going to... What are you going to do? You're going to have Mikey dance all over me? Stop. Give me... Oh, oh it's going to be a very sweet day. Please. I I applaud you. It's going to be a very... What do you... Okay, and? So what, Erica? Drop it. Just apologize and get on with your life. And, uh... Dorit goes, I am not against you. And she goes, trust me. And, uh... Sutton goes, well, I'm good, and I'm not against you. Just trust me on that. And, uh, of course, Rinna, Miss Can't Shut Her Bony Yapper, isn't saying anything. She's just drunkenly staring at her soup. She's like, uh, should I say I'm all about the truth, but I'm just going to let this one slide. <laughs> Where's that bell? <laughs> I would love to get my hands on the bell. Precious. <laughs> Precious. I would love the bell. You want to come home to my garage closet, little bell? <laughs> you want to meet Amelia, little bell? <laughs> And Crystal goes, well, I don't feel it affects us at all. And Erica goes, it does not. And then Crystal goes, well, Rob's in the business, and he had people me too in his movie, and he had nothing to do with it. Well, thank you, Crystal. 
I'm sure your husband Rob loves you speaking about his career and the people that have been me too in his movies. This is I just Crystal. I just need a I need a minute from Crystal. Like it really bummed me out this this week. But please talk about Rob and his business and what he has worked with. Um, and Garcelle goes, well, but isn't it human nature to say, oh, does this affect me? Is that not human nature? Totally normal thing to say, right? And I agree with her. Isn't that human nature? You always say, well, how does this affect me? And Erica, in a, in a brilliant comeback, goes, no, it isn't. It isn't human nature. And Garcelle goes, really? And she goes, yeah, really? And Garcelle goes, really? Why? Because what the fuck would, why would you be dragged in? And this is, this is exactly the line again of Erica is inherently cold and dumb as fuck. Like Erica literally is a dummy. I think she is not nearly as smart as she thinks she is. So Garcelle is like pitying Erica and like looking at her, I'm like, oh, oh, babe, don't cry. And there's like a single tear falling down Erica's face. And normally, human nature would be we wipe away that tear, right? But she doesn't. She just stares ahead and lets the tear fall. So we can think we can derive a couple things, right? Maybe this is how Erica cries. She just loves to let the water drip down her face, right? Maybe that's just her big, that's how she cries. We all cry differently. Or the other thing is maybe that's what she was directed to do. Maybe she was like, then they'll just see, they'll see this powerful statement of me just staring ahead, still with tears streaming down my face. That's another way. To take it. And the other way to take it is she's a robot. Like this is she's like a completely unfeeling robot. She put a little menthol thing to activate tear ducts and it's just totally fake. And so Garcelle goes, you know, don't cry. And uh she says, Garcelle goes, trying to still explain. She goes, What I'm saying is, isn't it human nature to go, could I be impacted in this? You know, it's natural. I want you to say, you know, I don't want to hurt you. And uh, and then then Garcelle goes well, and I also don't like the way you're looking at me right now. Erica literally is looking at her like a dead fish. And uh, Garcelle goes, I'm just saying to try to understand it a little bit. And this is the point where and Garcelle tries to touch her face to wipe away the tear, and Erica pulls away like a toddler not wanting her vegetables. She's like, No, uh, uh, get it away. And I thought it would have been funny if Garcelle was like. I got your nose. Who's got Erica Jane's nose? I got Erica Jane's nose. <laughs> give me back my nose, Garcelle. You give me back my nose. Tom bought, Tom bought my nose for me as a gift. I've got your nose. Let's play a game of who's got Erica nose. Rinna goes, I want it. Throw it to me. Ho, ho, ho. I'm going to throw it to Lisa Rinna. <laughs> I've got the bell and Garcelle's nose. No, sorry. And Erica Jane's nose. <laughs> But that's literally, um, Eric's like, don't do it. Don't wipe away my tears, Garcelle. Uh, uh, uh. And Garcelle goes, come on, don't, no, don't do it like that. Don't. I'm not here to hurt you. And in a talking head, Garcelle goes, why would you act like that? I'm just trying to be kind. And Erica whispers, you can let go of me to Garcelle. And she says it again. You can let go 
of me. And very quietly and still. And Garcelle goes, oh, God. And Reese says, there's not a person at this table who doesn't want to see you get out of this. We will support you until the bitter end, beep, boop, 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 boop. or if you get kicked off the show. <laughs> I will personally do anything you need, anything but holy shit. When you're reading about the victims and the orphans in the videos, it's hard to digest. How do you... And she, she goes, how do you think I feel? I think you feel exactly how we all feel. And she goes, no. I feel a lot worse than you do. It's not a game, Erica. It's not a game. But jeez, man. <laughs> and Garcelle goes, I feel bad for Erica, but I, I do also feel bad about the victims who had nothing and they now have less. And that's it at the end of the day. Exactly, you guys. Garcelle nails it. Is that, yeah... It it does suck for Erica, right? It does. Like, I'm not ignorant to that fact. But guess who it sucks for more? And I always think about those victims accidentally turning on Bravo one day. And you have Erica Jane going, It takes 40000 for Erica Jane to get out of bed. <laughs> These diamonds I attached my clitoris. <laughs> like just bragging about obscene wealth. And I just thought how sad that must be for some of them. Because it really was. Like, her wealth was a punchline. And Dorit goes, We never had an indication that this was even on the horizon. I never even knew you knew these things. I don't even think you knew these things. And Kathy is just, of course, eating. <laughs> She's, like, eating. And Erica silently goes, uh, why are you torturing me about it? How am I torturing you? And she goes, I love you. Erica, no one, no one is torturing you. Everyone is trying to be here for you. And there's a shot of Rinna. I don't even know if this is possible, but her exhale is bony. She goes, ah. And she's looking at the ceiling, thinking about Scott and Amelia. I know she's like, where are they right now? <laughs> And uh, this, uh, she goes, this doesn't feel like being there for me. And this is chilling. She goes, look at me, Dory. Look at me. Come on. Look at my fucking life. And Dory goes, oh, fuck. And there's like violin music, like silent, like there's like, there really is like the world's tiniest violins playing. And Dory goes, Erica! And it's just stillness, you guys. It is so weird in so many ways. It is so still. And they cut to commercial. We come back for the last little bit of the show. And she goes, come on. Look at me. Look at my fucking life. And Dory goes, I can't fucking bear this. It breaks my fucking heart every time, Dory says. Then why are you still talking? And Garcelle goes, let it go, let it go, let it go. Why are you all doing this to me? That's a key line for me right there. A key. Erica Jane goes, why are you all doing this to me? Yeah, I bet the orphans and widows want to know, hey, why are you all doing this to us? Like, honestly, like what a... Th see, this is, this is part of my thesis too, is that... 
Erica Jane is so far up her own ass. She doesn't get this isn't about her. She doesn't get it. All she has to do is answer the questions, answer her friend's questions. Say she can't talk about it, but man, she is having the worst time of her life. That's all she has to say. It could be so easy, but she has this defense mechanism bullshit. And this is, I mean, it, it really is. It, it's bullshit. It really is. I mean, it's entertaining for us, but my God, this, this would be so simple to win people over. Even at this point, you guys got to see this. We could win these ladies over easily. And, uh, so why are you all doing this to me? And she goes, honey, there's nothing being done to, and she goes, I love you. What are you doing? Seriously. And they're like, nothing. And then suddenly goes, what are, what are, what are, what are we doing? Then why are you fucking doing it? And Rinna says, Rinna goes, ha! Put yourself in this position right now. You know, and uh, she goes, uh, Kathy goes, walk in Sutton's shoes for a minute. And I rewound this part five times because they don't have it. You can hear Kathy's voice say, walk in Sutton's shoes for a minute, which is like, I think Kathy means walk in Erica Jane's shoes for a minute, but she accidentally said Sutton. It's like a really brief moment that I caught. And Rinna goes, if we can go to a position of love thy neighbor, love thyself. <laughs> it's like, what kind of drunk bullshit are you? I would rather hear you ring the bell than pedal bullshit like that. If we could go back to love thy neighbor, even God's like, what the fuck? Are you out of your mind? Love thy neighbor. That's my line, girl. Please steal makeup formulas. Don't steal my shit. Um, and Erica goes, Oh, this is all such bullshit. I love you, Lisa Rinna, but you know, every time I come to one of these events, the shit gets kicked out of me for something I didn't even do. Fuck you. <laughs> and also, that's not true either, because she didn't get the shit kicked out of her at Crystal's party. She took that opportunity to bash Sutton. It's it's not true. It's not true at all. And Dorico's, if you would like to trade... Oh, she goes... Dorit, if you would like to trade places with me, let me know. And Dorit goes, who would ever want to trade places with you, Erica Jane? Boop, 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 boop. This is a fucking nightmare. And Rinna is just shaking her bony head. And she like looks like a bobblehead, like a Lisa Rinna bobblehead. She's like, ha, 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 ha. Why don't you have some compassion for where I am? Where Erica Jane is right now. And Dorit goes, I believe we all have compassion. I'm looking around this table for support. And this is dark. Kyle goes, you have our support, Erica. And she goes, Kyle. <laughs> Erica goes, Kyle. It doesn't feel like that right now. And this is it. Kyle goes, this is about Sutton having an honest conversation about the thing she said with us. And you guys, when I watched this for the third time, this is when it really hit me of like, how everybody says you got to watch out for Kyle and I never really believe him, but you do. This was so fucked up on so many levels was literally like, well, I want Erica to get off all our backs. So let's get her right directly on Sutton and Sutton has already been going toe to toe with Erica. So she's literally like, uh, Hey, go back to Sutton. And she goes, that's what this is all about. And Erica, 
Erica's eyes get really small and she looks at Kyle and she's like, you can tell in her head, she's like, should I believe Kyle? Is it all Sutton? And Krista goes, yeah, Sutton and you, they, you know, Sutton, you guys have to have a conversation. And Kathy goes, yeah, you do. And uh, Erica goes, I don't want to have a conversation with Sutton. And Kyle goes, I understand that, but I would want to know what is being said when I'm not around. Like, literally kicks the shit out of Sutton and throws her under the biggest, throws her under the bus that Kylie and Travis Scott bought for Stormy. And uh, Erica goes, when you're trying to get that out of her a million times. And Sutton goes, two. I've only tried to get it two times, Erica Jane. And Kyle says... She's not being honest and saying it. You know, I'm sorry. You're just not, Sutton. You're very different when you're with me than when you're with Erica. And I'm sorry. I just think this is so shitty of Kyle. And there's a flashback to Sutton and Kyle going, I'm not buying what Erica's selling. And Kyle says, I'm sorry, Sutton. You're my friend, but you're not being honest. Like, Kyle, what the hell? And you're putting us in a bad position, Sutton. You're looking two-faced. And Sutton and I talking head goes, I'm getting a little fed up, I say, I say, with Miss Kyle. I'm being two-faced. No one else is speaking up, so everybody needs a check of the other side of their faces, too. And then uh, she says, at Kyle's dinner, I did bring up very hard questions to Miss Erica Jane. Remember when I did that? And Erica is just looking front-facing very still again. And we get flashbacks of Sutton asking these questions of like, do you have access to these lawsuits before they hit the presses? Where's that 20 million in your LLC? And uh, Sutton goes, I don't think you're a liar. I just said, did your attorneys concoct this? And Sutton goes, I will say I have softened on all of these positions or views I have had. And Kyle raises her voice and goes, Sutton. You said next time I see Erica, I'm going to be honest with her, straight up honest. And Erica goes, about what? And Kyle says, I'm sorry, Sutton, you said it. Kyle in a talking head says, we all have questions, but we all didn't call the meeting like Sutton did and have the same concerns as Sutton. There's a flashback to that meeting. And she goes, Sutton has a very big voice. Um, But when she's in person with Erica, it's not there. And when she sees it's just a completely different situation. And Rena pipes up drunkenly and she goes, just be honest. <laughs> just do it. Just be honest. And Sutton looks shocked like she's been rope-a-doped, like she's been hit in a ring by Mike Tyson. And Sutton goes, I don't know why Kyle and Rena keep focusing on me. Why don't they get it to read? And there's a flashback to Dorit at that same meeting going, diametrical opposite. That is everything to what I know of Miss Erica Jane. And Garcelle goes, why is Sutton becoming the scapegoat for this? And Kyle says, Erica lied. Uh, Kyle goes, uh, you know, Sutton, you said Erica lied, that she lied about the accident. And Sutton goes, yeah, I mean, the car story, which I, I never heard. And Erica goes, no one's ever heard the car story. Well, you said he broke his foot, and Erica goes, he did. That's true. And by the way, I thought it was a broken ankle. How did they get to a broken foot? Am I going, am I losing it? And uh, Sutton goes, well, you lied about the broken foot. And Erica goes, oh, wow. 
Well, you didn't say the thing about the brain thing, saying his brain power was leaving him. That's where the lie part comes in. And Erica goes, I'm not a liar. Rinna has that little dog, Muffy, in her lap. You can tell Muffy just wants to, like, he's like, make me a bird so I can fly far, far away. Make me a bird. Uh, and Erica goes, you should not be saying things. Well, what I am saying is I don't believe 100% of what you told us is the truth. And Rena goes, yeah, okay. She's just like looking at Muffy. Like it's, it's so sad. And Sutton goes, well, how can I believe everything you say? And she goes, what the fuck do you think I'm doing? And Sutton goes, listen, here's the thing. Here's the thing to it. I say, I say, when you find one, oh, oh, this is a talking head. She goes, listen, here's the thing. When you find one lie, there's a lot more lies. You find one more cockroach. There's going to be a lot of cockroaches under that sheetrock. Like, I was like, how did we get sheetrock involved? And Erica goes, what are you doing right now? And Sutton goes, my God, I'm trying to talk to you. No, you're trying to talk to me. You're trying to accuse me of being a liar. And I am not a liar. And Sutton pauses. Everyone pauses. Everyone pauses. Pause. Do you know something about my life that I do not? If you do speak up, I'm very interested to know. And she goes, look at me. I'll go hand to hand with you all fucking day. I'm telling the truth. I am not a liar. You have a lot of fucking nerve. And Sutton goes, don't talk to me like that. Or what? Or what? Or what? And she goes, <laughs> Oh, nothing. <laughs> she chuckles. She goes, oh, nothing. I'll say, I'll say, oh, nothing. And she goes, yeah, exactly. Shut the fuck up. Like, potty mouth. Like, what? And she goes, you have no idea, but you're talking about nothing. And Rena looks up at the ceiling, tears streaming down Erica's face, and she's not wiping away any of the tears. Now, this we get to be continued. Now, this is the right usage of the to be continued. Totally used right. And we get no preview for next week, folks. No preview. But would you mind if I read you guys the description of next week? So here's the description. Season 11, episode 16, Threats and Promises is the title. And here it goes. Kathy's dinner party ends abruptly following a flurry of accusations hurled amongst the women. In the fallout, Garcelle accuses Lisa of never having her back, and Sutton unloads on Kyle for pushing her too far. While Crystal is sympathetic to Erica's reaction, someone close to Dorit takes a more critical approach. Uh, damn it! Someone close to Dorit takes a more critical approach toward her friend. Do you think it's Boy George? Who do you think it is? So that is the description. We didn't get a trailer. But we got a description. Now, after this aired last night, I said, okay, well, we're pretty close to Erica Jane will start angrily tweeting or, you know, she's a martyr. She's making herself a martyr of like, how's this happening to poor old Erica Jane? Ah. So this is what Erica Jane, uh, against all of the advice of her lawyers. And so let's, let's, let's go through her tweets, if you will. She goes... This is a tweet last night. She goes, God forbid I fight for myself. And then an emoji with the eyes rolled. Stop thinking I'll quit just because you think I should. Fuck that. 
Thank you to everyone that is supportive and understanding. Heart emoji. I will not be stopped. Diamond. Stop from what? Like continuing to not take blame? Stop from what? Giving back the jewelry that you should not have? Stop from what, Erica? Your bullshit? Like, it's it's so... It's frustrating. It is so tone deaf. It, all of it is tone deaf. It's somebody that thinks this is all about her. Uh, somebody else replied saying Sutton is the only one strong enough to say what others said behind closed doors. It's not about you, quote, fighting for yourself. It's about you genuinely responding to friends, questions and concerns. I totally agree with this. And Erica goes uh, to that. She goes. We're not friends, in case you haven't noticed. Like, this lady writes something kind of really true and very interesting. Would love to actually get Erica Jane's answer. And she goes, well, I don't consider myself Sutton's friend. How about all the other bullshit? It's just so wacky to me. Here's another one. Uh, Ann Mitchell writes, wow, at Kyle Richards, what an asshole. Sutton Bistrack tried to talk to Erica Jane, and she shut her down immediately. I would never talk to Kyle again if I were you, Sutton. Um... And then uh, Erica goes, wrong. Sutton B. Strack tried to give an early sanitized version of what she said to Kyle, and I wasn't having it. Kyle Richards finally got it out of her at the table. Don't be fooled. Like, what? Sutton tried to give a sanitized version? Isn't that normal when, like, I... Here's another one. Here, uh, Tina Wong writes... You don't be fooled. Kyle talked smack about you too, Erica. She was in agreement with what the other ladies were saying about you. And Erica Jane goes, don't worry, we'll get to that. Like what, you're going to turn against Kyle now? You are a dork. Erica Jane is a try-hard dork. That, I mean, she just is. She's a dork, you guys. And finally, do you guys want to hear a scene from next week? This was one scene Released next week from Rinna and Garcelle, and then we'll get out of here because this is my longest one yet. Uh, I would apologize, but I'm really proud of these. So, no, I hope you enjoyed this because this, I hope this has done this episode justice uh, because I just think it's really great TV and you guys are a great audience. So, I hope you dug this. So, listen to this scene. I feel like, and I'm going to say this, I feel like the four of you are together, and then me and Crystal and Sutton are. On the other side of everything. Why? Do you really? I do. I do. And I've said it a couple of times. I just feel like you guys look out for each other, but I don't feel like, I don't feel like you look out for me. Really? Yes. Oh, gosh. I'm sorry you feel that. I really don't feel that way. Really? I really don't. I when think we I've were made... in La Quinta and I asked Erica that question that set her off. You totally took Erica's side. Sorry that happened. <laughs> I'm leaving. I'm gone. At your launch party, Dorit was saying things at me. F you. F you. Uh, are you going? Is that is that the easy way or do you want to talk it out? You didn't say anything. What well, wasn't my place to say anything in that Rena, moment? Come on. You then it's never your place to say anything, but you always say stuff. My loyalty is to the truth. How I see the truth. And what Dorit was saying, I didn't disagree with it. I, I heard the jabs. And yet you expect me to, like, step in and fight your battles? Bitch, please. I choose not to nitpick with you. And maybe you're choosing to nitpick with me a bit, and that's okay. So if we're going to go there, then I'm going to go here with you. Of course. So, you know, after the party and with the cake and stuff, you said thank you in the moment, but not after. Happy birthday to you. 
you so much. And then I didn't get a text from you after we brought the sauce. I would have loved to have been able to say to Harry, she loved the sauce. She's thanking you for it. So I, I mean, I said it when you guys were here. You absolutely did. But you know what I'm saying? We both can do better. But I, I hear how you feel. Mm -hmm. I really do. Yeah. I hear you. Awesome. Great. Good. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> there, that, 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 Rinna is as fake as they come. She just is. Uh, it, it's as fake as they come. Oh, really? I'm sorry you feel that way. I don't feel that way. Ugh. Ugh. You guys. Well, that is it. This is the longest one we've ever done of these. Uh, I, I really hope you dug it. Uh, I hope you listened to the, you, you probably gave up at a certain point, but for those people that stayed to the end, I hope you have the best weekend ever. As always, we had a great week this week. I think we did. I think we're growing still. And thank you for making me a part of your lives and let me laugh with you guys. And like I always said, gives me a purpose. Um, so this is a great season and we're, we're just having a great time and I'll see you guys. I think there'll be a Monday episode, but it's, it's Labor Day. Maybe there won't. Who knows? Let me think about that. I need to rest and I need to go to uh, Nashville. If you are in Nashville, reach out to me, folks. Um, I'm probably going out with my buddies, so maybe we can all meet up. So I will uh, hopefully see some of you in Nashville and uh, have the best Labor Day ever with friends and family and be safe out there. So many crazy things happening in the world right now. But uh, yeah, anyways, I'll talk to you on Monday or Tuesday. Bye. Betches.